This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Moon Knight Episode 3 Review, plus we react to the first Thor Love and Thunder teaser trailer, Stranger Things Season 4 gets a trailer, get ready for some changes over at DC Entertainment, and we remember the great, hilarious Gilbert Gottfried, all that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, April 18th, 2022. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Hello, listener. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And joining us all the way from Asgard, it's uh, Boar, the God Borer, uh, but we call him Rug Boy. That's very insulting. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with the easy layup and call go from Asgard. Yeah, oh, from uh, he puts the ass in Asgard. Oh, that was a layup. Yeah, I, you usually you usually tee those. I up never really guard well. my ass. I I protest that. Yes, I no, always I, my ass is always open for business. I just or you could have called him Boar the Ass Butcher. Boar the Ass Butcher. There it is. I was looking for it. See, I should have workshopped this before uh, we recorded. But it's no, it. let's just do let's it do live. it over. Okay, yeah. Yeah. joining us, Boar the Ass Butcher. What's up, from Asgard? Boy? From Asgard, he puts the ass in Asgard. Okay, boo. This is all done. We ruined the entire joke. Wonderful. Good. Yes. Good. I Lame. like when I ruin what you've Thanks been, for you've, s- you've put hours upon hours. <laughs> and he called me into. boring, and I got. I don't like that. I might be dumb, but I'm not boring. All right, look, maybe that opening joke was a little hard on you, rugs, but you have thick felt. You should be able to handle it. Enough of this. All right, it's fine. <laughs> enough of this bullshit. We got some teaser trailers to talk about. Now I'm going to be boring on purpose. Nerd podcast. Son of a bitch, sabotage the show. <laughs> just because I called you bore the ass butcher. God bore. I don't know. Just. But, anyways, that joke let's, is dead. Just yeah. let's let it go now. Uh, and the reason I made that joke because oh my god, guys! It's oh, wait, wait, what? Let's finally out. The thing Venus? we've been waiting. Yes, no. I put that <laughs> back in because the cops were sent. Who's butchering ass? Nobody's butchering ass. I'm talking about the first teaser trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder. Wow! By Marvel. Finally. Is it really a trailer or a teaser? It's a teaser. It's the official teaser. It's only like a minute. What, a minute and a half? Yeah. A minute 20, yeah, a minute 30. So, but this thing is a lot of fun, you know, from the sweet child of mine, Guns N' Roses music track, to some of the humor and some of the crazy shit we see in here. Anthony. Geek boner. Floppy John. What what did you, uh, what'd you enjoy about this? What do you make of this? First off, are you are you satisfied, Emron? Are you okay? You've yes. Been, yes. You've been on... Basically, I don't know what we would call it, but you've Trailer been on some watch. sort of list. Yeah. Well, you've been on a list for like, we're going to have to report you to the cops <laughs> or psych ward because you've been just freaking out about the fact that there's no trailers. So you finally trailer? got something. Yes. Run. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. 
there, I'm sure Taika Waititi was thinking about you when he released it today. Where went, were you today, Amron, when you heard the news? Oh God, where was I? I was hopefully, on, uh, hopefully you were not standing able up. to release. Yeah, <laughs> I was on the shitter just releasing, and then I saw it, and it made me release more. Okay, anyways, now look, Likes. it finally. It, I'm glad. Look, it's coming out July 8th. It's very close to the movie. We get our first look. I'm very excited. Yeah, uh, it's. I like it. In kind of in the lieu of the 80s that I've been, 80s track I've yeah. been on. It's in Taika Waititi, as we know from Thor Ragnarok, has incorporated a lot of that 80s synth stuff, and he's doing another kind of an 80s song here, Motley Crue, right? No, Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses, Anthony. sorry. Come on. Whatever. Whatever the hell they are. <laughs> Hair bands. Have one, have them all. Anyways, <laughs> they're, uh, it's good. It's It's got the Jack Kirby-esque vibes, again, that he's liked in Thor Ragnarok. We get a little bit of a tease at the end. It seems very Thor-focused, as in male Thor. Yeah. More so than I thought the first trailer would be, but maybe this movie's... I don't know. Maybe the movie's a little more, it's more just Thor. A maybe it's more ba- balanced. Yeah, it's tough to tell, but overall, I liked I liked the vibe, and looks fun. Rugs, what'd you think of this whole, like, I kind of dig, like, uh, Thor, not one... He just wants to fucking bro out with Korg in the universe and just hang out and yeah. fucking smoke weed. He wants to, he's on his chariot. You know, it's a little boat that's pulled by goats. Yeah, he's and got he's the making goats. out with some chick with blue hair. Yeah, pirate girl. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. <laughs> I mean, this trailer is obviously, you know, it's 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 not really a trailer. It's like a little peek, a little tease. I mean, they're leaving out the big, you know, conflict that we're gonna see. But right, holy God, Natalie Portman, Jane Foster, Thor, dude, she's got guns. She looks great. I thought that looked great. What do you think of that at the end? I wasn't like blown away, but I was like, okay, well, she looks like she's wearing the costume from the comics, at least, you know, uh, she looks like she, uh, whatever they did, you think it's prosthetics or she actually worked out. We saw a picture of her, like that was candid that she looked like she had been working out a little bit. Yeah, I think that shit is real. Yeah. It looks like she filled out for sure. And I like that they have the helmet on her and it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting because her and her and Chris Hemsworth had pretty much no chemistry whatsoever romantically. That's a good point. And that's seems like that's kind of the reason why they just wrote her out. So now to bring her back in, but have her maybe in a, in a obviously a, a way different role in a different relationship. Maybe her and Chris Hemsworth can have some different chemistry, maybe not romantic chemistry, but more of a team type chemistry or rivalry. Or yeah. Rivalry. Yeah. Or yeah. Rivalry, yeah. It's probably like surprised and maybe a little miffed also that she's worthy to hold this reformed Nolan era. It's got cracks. It got put back together somehow. It's not broken anymore. Yeah. That, I, maybe he is attached to Mjolnir and not, and not the other Stormbringer. So, well, it looks like he abandons the Stormbreaker too. He walks away and I, it looks like he plants it, which yeah, you yeah. Groot, remember it's is Groot. made oh, of a tree. Yeah. yeah. It's Groot's arm. Man. Yeah. It's his best friend's arm. I so they we're doing this whole storyline where Thor's gotta find himself, find what makes him happy, and then Isn't he always finding himself? But, well, but look at the character arc this guy's had from the first Thor movie where he was super like egotistical and serious. And like look at him now. And what's he like now? I don't know. He doesn't know what to do. He's trying to go on a journey. He, he just lo- seems like it. I don't think he really grew that much. He always wanted to fuck around. He's lost do what everything. He He's lost everything, right? Yeah, he just doesn't want to be Thor anymore because it's no fun. He doesn't want he to be fat have... Thor. He's working out with fucking battle chains. I, I would I would say he's gone on a journey. He doesn't want to. He definitely doesn't want to be king. He always thought his life was to be king. 
and he doesn't really want that. It seems like they're hinting at that he doesn't even really want to fight anymore. Like yeah. there's a scene, a clip where he's with the with the guardians and he just walks away. Yeah, you know, that yeah. could be just edited. Yeah. that way. But it looks like he's walking away from the fight. Right. So yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where you circle back. You're like, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. But then you really can't get it out of him. He really can't. That's what he is. He's well, a hero. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't want a superhero. That's what he says. But yeah. No, I think that's a, as part of a Thor's character a lot of times, though, in the comics is is this guy that's a god, but doesn't really want to be a god, doesn't really want to be a superhero. He wants to hang out and drink beer, but he's also a good person. So he's got to come back to the fight. Yeah. I'm excited for Taika Waititi's style. Uh, you have most of the Guardians in this movie. Yeah. I wonder where that variant Gamora is. Maybe is she going to be in this? What's she doing? You see a quick peek of Russell Crowe as Zeus, and I have a feeling this Zeus is just going to be super cheesy because the oh, whole yeah. thing looks fucking cheesy. What's well, Taika Waititi? It's going to be ridiculous. I mean, they're serving up Zeus to be killed. Oh, yes. Well, so he may be the first victim of Gore the God Butcher, the one person we don't see, right? Christian Bale as Gore yeah. the God Butcher. They left that whole thing out. So they're mushing these two storylines. They have the... Was it Jonathan Hickman who wrote that in the Thor? Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron and Isad Ribic doing Thor comics, Gore, the God Butcher storyline. And there's a shot in here where they're standing in front of that spiky dead animal. That's like right from the third issue of that comic. Mm -hmm. And then you're mixing in the Jane Foster Thor where she has cancer, but being Thor holds the cancer off and makes her well. And they're mushing that. Uh, mush those two together. We'll see how how that goes. I'm I want to see what Gore looks like. Uh, this is also the first solo MCU character to get a fourth fucking movie. Geek boner. A fourth fourth movie. solo movie. Fourth solo movie. That's pretty amazing. It's kind of a team pick though, and yes, so is. is the second one. It was yeah. like a team up. Yeah, it's an ensemble. Yeah, it's not really a Thor movie per se. Like it's got the Guardians of the Galaxy, got I mean, everybody, his story. But I mean, yeah. it really is a whole ensemble. It's, cast. it's. It, I would compare it more to a Captain America: Civil War, where it's a ensemble. Yeah, yeah a build up ensemble. Where yeah, where it's a bunch of characters. It's Cap's probably got the main story, but it's also. Lots of other people he can leave. How on. much screen time did Cap have in Civil War? Yeah, that's a good Maybe question. Maybe like 20 minutes? Maybe a third. Oh, no, way more. Well, we know Thor was hanging out with the Guardians the last time we saw him, right? He's all sad and fat, or he, he was still fat, and then he, he went... He was fat, but he realized he didn't want to rule Asgard. And you see Valkyrie wearing a suit looking bored as the ruler of Asgard, and you also see quick shot of like Asgard on Earth, and there's like cruise ships in the background. Like maybe it's a tourist destination and it's become just fucking ridiculous and nobody mm. wants to be there. That could be interesting. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think going the minute 30 yeah. was a smart route yes. because you don't reveal too much. You you kind of just give us a f- taste of what it is. But then the the end for, for not like all of us Marvel comic book fans are we, we were anticipating Natalie Portman. But if you're just a casual fan, you're going, whoa, wait a minute. There's a female Thor, and it ends like that. It was a great button. It's so a good hook. Yes, great button, and it was just enough to like show me something new, show me something crazy. And I mean, this was announced in 2019 at Comic Con. Remember, she was on fucking stage, and Kevin Feige gave her the hammer. We're waiting for this since 2019, but they don't give away the main story. So I think after Doctor Strange comes out, they could put out a full trailer. See how much. Also, this whole thing about God butchering. You know, this show we're watching, Moon Knight. 
There's a lot of gods in this show. Dude, a lot have, of gods in the Marvel Universe. A lot of gods in the Marvel Universe. Is, uh, they got a god problem. They get, and Gore is going to take care of it. And fucking I think that's a great one. idea. Get rid of all these fucking gods. So I wonder if there's going to be any connection with Thor and Moon Knight with like mm. the gods and the god butcher or something. I don't know. The, the internet is going crazy over Natalie Portman's arm. Dude, she's fucking, she's jacked. She looks great. Remember when Jessica Biel got jacked for Blade? For, Bla- for the B- Blade Trinity, was it? Yeah. It's like the same same energy. Yeah. I yeah, like I don't really remember her being that jacked. Also, this shot Uh-oh. at the end is weird because there's like, they're in a fight and there's creatures around them, but there's also a car behind her. So like, this is clearly on Earth. I don't know what's going on. Do you like Thor's colorful outfit I, when they show it well i kind of love his yeah red vest and t-shirt and i like korg's outfit did you see what he's wearing he's got like crazy harlequin pants he, well, i was referring to those shot where he's wearing the gold blue and red uh, costume with the circles but there is that shirt there is that costume there is that shot of him in a vest and a red hat which is uh what i think vincent d'onofrio was wearing in creatures of the, or the third encounter or whatever oh, the fuck that movie's called. that's what he's doing he, he just looks like brett michaels he does he looks like a pro wrestler <laughs> absolutely the, the hat says strongest avenger on it oh yeah. that's right he's kind of like ripping off like peter quill's look there a little bit too and i love like peter quill rolling his eyes at him as he throws the jacket off and he's all like here i am uh a lot of fun <laughs> stuff just in this little one one minute it, it'll 20. be it'll be silly and not super serious, but then have some underlying seriousness to it, similar to how Thor Ragnarok was. Right. Big things happened in that movie, and there was lots of jokes, sometimes right after big things happening. So, uh, you know what? I think I can't wait to see more Taika Waititi Thor stuff. Like, it's fun. Yeah, no, I'm looking at this new costume with the circles and the there's gold and blue. Yeah, it's all right. It's not bad. I don't know. It's an upgrade. They also, there's a new poster. The poster's not bad. It looks like... Like a sci-fi painting from back in the day. Rugs, what do you think of this? It's kind of a, a, a cool... It's like a little Boris Vallejo action. Yeah, a little Frank Frazetta, Boris Vallejo. The tagline sure. is the one and only Thor. Right. Yeah, it looks pretty legit. The thing about Thor had the great visuals all the time. Like, Thor always looked great. Like, every every costume, every version of Thor has yeah. always been pretty cool. Oh, here's the other theory. So, that's that one shot where it's looking down. You see Korg on the right and Thor in the middle... And it's a weird off-center shot. There's a big space on the left. Big empty space. You know what what that means when you see big, awkward, weird compositions in these trailers. Hulk? I, I, have, I have to correct myself. Yeah. I, I meant to reference Vincent D'Onofrio was not in uh, that movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It was Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, that one on. where he plays uh, a guy named Thor. Right. The guy walks. He, he comes in and the girl thinks he's Thor. Yes. Oh, I no. get it. That's actually really great. The Adventures in Babysitting reference. Yeah. Uh, no, like there is there people CGI'd out of this trailer. Rumors of Beta Ray Bill. There's rumors that there's going to be a bunch of different uh, oh, Thors oh, fighting. Thor variants. Right. Ooh. Oh, that'd be Beta there's Ray another Bill, right? Thor in the comics. I think his name's Steve Masterson. Oh, Thor Steve. Yes. No, I don't. Right? I believe that's his name. Yeah. Steve Masterson. Okay. And he, I forget what he, what version of Thor he becomes, but he becomes his own version too. Oh. All right. So <laughs> I do you remember Masterson. though in the 90s where Thor was kind of <laughs> dressed like a weird weirdo for a while? Yeah. They're, they're referencing that too. Yeah. With the, uh, he's where he wears a, a, a vest, a red yeah, vest. Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. In the 80s and 90s, it was that 90s punk rock look. Something. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, it's all got the DNA from the comics. It's not not too bad. 
I forgot what that fucking Matt Thor version. I forget what his name was. Matt, something Masterson. Steve Masterson Thor. I don't even remember that. But maybe we'll see a bunch of Thors. July 8th. Listener, let us know what you thought of this trailer. Join the conversation. Eric Masterson. Eric Masterson was another Thor. How is like he so he's worthy too? He becomes Thunderstrike. Oh, Thunderstrike from yeah. when was that? The, he had a ridiculous outfit, didn't he? He he was the one wearing the uh the 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 red vest. Oh, he had the vest, yeah, and the uh four blue circles and like big knee shin guardy pads. Oh, Thunderstrike was a different Thor. How is everybody worthy all at the same time? What the fuck? Multiverse, baby. Oh, I guess. Another universe. So, yeah, with these multiverse shenanigans, you don't know. Maybe that's what they're going to reveal after Doctor Strange comes out and the multiverse is even more established or whatever. Oh, I love uh, Motley Crue. <laughs> oh, sweet guns, child guns of mine. And roses. Guns and Roses. Poison? Sweet child of mine. Is like poison, guns right? And it's all hair metal. Yeah, uh, it's you, not poison. No, it's not poison. Mm, shit, it's not rat. No. Uh, it is. <laughs> uh, listener, <laughs> join our Facebook group. That's what I was saying. Jock and, Sweet child of mine, the Jock and their nation. And you can give Anthony shit about not knowing who Guns N' Roses is in there. Uh, it's a close. Which one is the, who's the lead of Guns N' Roses? Axel Guns N Roses. Ro- that would be Axel Rose, and you got Slash, the guitar player, Slash, and I don't know okay. the other two fucking guys' names. I forgot and then who led Motley Crue. That was well, that, Vince Neil. Vince Neil, and that was Tommy. Tommy Lee, yeah. Tommy Lee from uh, oh, him and Tommy playing drums. There you go. That's, that's confusing. Yeah, it, yeah, it's the same thing. It's all the same thing. Girls, girls. <laughs> which one's that one? That's Motley Crue. Okay. Okay. Right. See, you know that one. I know the songs. I just don't know which hair band it's part of. Uh, you know what? There's music that I'm like the same way like that. So I'm not. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It does kind of blend together. But come on. As <laughs> as, uh, as Chris Tucker would say in Rush Hour, all y'all look alike. All y'all. Look- which one of y'all hit me? <laughs> uh, but I'm, Guns N' Roses fans get mad when you pull that shit on them. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, someone's gonna shoot me. Yeah. So they're like, "Fuck you, Axl Rose is the greatest." <laughs> uh, Facebook group, blah blah blah, closed, exclusive. I post Moon Knight spoiler threads every week for every episode, so you can get your spoils on there. Link in the show notes. Okay, let's move on to this next trailer. Finally, again after many many years. We have a first look at Stranger Things season four. When did the last season come out? Like twelve years ago, nineteen sixty-five. I think it was actually in the sixties. It wasn't. Yeah. A, it wasn't a period show. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is now drinking age. I'm going to be upfront. I haven't seen any of the Stranger Things other than five minutes of the first episode, so I did not watch the trailer. I figured you weren't a Stranger Things guy. I know Rugs is. I'm into the Stranger Things. Rugs, no, you, you, t- you guys have the floor. We'll take this. We'll clear this up real quick. Rugs, what'd you think of uh, season four? First look at Stranger Things. It looks pretty epic. It looks like there's like a new bad guy. That's a guy from Dungeons and Dragons, apparently, like an actual oh, character. It? Yeah, but this is the guy that controls the upside down. Like this is the guy. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know what the name of the guy is, but like it looks like pretty intimidating makeup and the setup. And it, um, I think Eleven doesn't have her powers, so there's like a lot of high stakes going on. So these kids are getting old, though. Yeah, they're they're quite. And the girl lost her brother. Oh, right. the end. Yeah, so there might be some brother ghost shit going the, on. The redhead girl's levitating at one point, like fucking Jean Grey. I don't know what's yeah. going on there. Also, I heard Barbara will be back in some capacity. Maybe she's possessed. Barb? Barb, yes. Yeah. Barb, we haven't seen for like two seasons. 
this trailer was pretty cool. I thought the trailer was like, okay, it got me hyped for it. I was like, oh, oh shit. Geek I forgot what Whoa, happened. He gets excited. Yeah, he actually yeah. got excited for something, which is why I was I was I was surprised. In Stranger Things is it's a fun show to watch. It's it, you know, it's it's got a little bit of that nostalgia in there. It feels like you're watching a Spielbergian yep. type thing. You got Hopper in Russia trying to get out or something. Yeah, so I'm all, I'm all about that. I, it, it, I wasn't like blown away by the last season, but I still thought it was kind of a good little getaway. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Steve, the guy playing Steve was in Free Guy. That's where I rec- I was like, where have I seen this guy before? And then I realized it was Steve. He was good in Free Guy. Steve. Steve. So should this show, I feel like. This season, maybe they should wrap this show up. Yeah, it definitely should stop here. Here's the thing. They're not. There, there is one more final season coming out. It will be five seasons long. Okay, that's fine. Okay, but these kids are getting old. They need to wrap this shit up. It's that's a little time. long, but it's yeah, long. it's okay. Also, interesting release strategy this time for the Stranger Things. On May 27th, they're going to release the first part, the first five episodes. Then on July 1st, they are dropping the second five episodes. I feel like they are experimenting with trying to get the buzz to last longer. Mm, that's a good idea. I think, that, I think that's a good I idea. I think that's an interesting play because it'll get you to... They did it with the He-Man show. I haven't seen them do it with any other show. You, well, you know what's happening here? Netflix thought they figured out how to mm-hmm. release TV shows. They changed the game and went, we're just going to release everything at once. Yeah, now it's gone back. And now Amazon yeah. and Disney are doing it and they're going, and Hulu. no, wait, we got to... Ex- and Hulu and they're going... We need to extend the buzz. Yeah. When they were the only game in town, they could do this. And they were like, oh, we can binge here. We can't do it anywhere else. Yep. Then well, that was, was the cool. thing. That was their, their trait. their like their, their calling card. You could binge everything, but now it's binging is still fun. People like to binge, but having that, co- that cachet of that conversation lasting for weeks upon weeks, yeah, you don't get that means more. I think we're getting sick of binging, though. Like, I don't really binge often, At some do point, I, you can't. It's not. I don't think you can sustain I feel this. Like, I feel like I do um, more like daily watches than binges. Like, I'll, like, watch an episode of something every day for, like, a week. You know, it, it'll. So if it's, like, a 10-episode show, it'll take me 10 days. Sure. You know, it, you know it, it'll, mm. it'll last. And sometimes I don't do it every Maybe I'll do it two days out of the week. Or three days out of the week, I'll watch something so it lasts a little longer. But um, the only thing that I do binge are very short, like half hour shows, like a, like something like Ted Lasso or something like that. Like it was you just you could do a couple and be, a, but you're creating your own schedule. And realistically, like you need time. It's nice to think about something for a little bit without before having to get right into the next thing, right? Even that day will give you enough time to think about it, sit on it. And then you're like, okay, let's get back into this. Like sometimes watching it all at once, you, I just forget a lot of things that were really cool. That should have had more impact, but see, I prefer, I prefer the binge. You do prefer the binge. I prefer the binge, but now that, you know, we're on the, I don't know what the hell end of COVID we're at. I I just don't have the time to binge. So the, the weekly thing just works better for my schedule. But if I could, if I was, if I had unlimited time, Binging would you be just watch all that. Yeah, every other streaming service now is doing a weekly release, and they're the shows, the conversation around these shows. Disney, lasts. it's Mar- Marvel. Marvel when they went back to bin when doing it like that yeah. way, and I know Amazon was doing it too. It's just that that again that weekly conversation really really helps that social media buzz. It, week and, week. It, and then Dude. if you have shows that plan to come right after another, it just keeps rolling. Right, this you keep right. this momentum going. They've been doing that well. 
the thing about Amazon is like Amazon shows are like they sneak up on you. Right. Like, yeah. remember Jack Reacher came out and then yeah. it took like two or three weeks for everybody to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But and and, and they and they dumped it out too. I don't they think did they dump did. it out. I watched that yeah. shit in like two or three days, and then I but, was, it was done. But even most Amazon shows, even when they or, or any other shows where they try and like do this like re- weekly release, they it takes a while for people to even know that they're on. Like with Marvel shows, they are they're just so high profile that yeah. everybody's waiting to tune in as soon as they drop, so they can get that buzz from week to week. So they really knew how to like maximize that better than anybody else so we're yeah, absolutely we're gonna have geek content overload on may 27th here's why uh on disney they have pushed back the premiere of the obi-wan show from may 25th to may 27th two days and they're also going to drop the first two episodes of the six episode series on may 27th so on may 27th you will have two hours of obi-wan to watch and five hours of stranger things to watch rugs, what do you watch first? Oh, I'm going to watch Obi Wan first. I was, that was my that was my answer too. I was like, and then I'll probably watch, first. watch Stranger Things in doses. And I know uh, Anthony's answer; he's not going to fucking watch Stranger Things. So that's and I would only I'm only watching Obi Wan because I have to. Yes, because it's the next show. <laughs> well, <laughs> well it's, it's because yeah, it's the one we're probably going to be reviewing yeah. week to week. So. But, fucking all, fucking hell. Well, we will do, uh, yeah, we'll do our quick reactions to the half season of Stranger Things. Yeah, this is an interesting strategy. We'll see if they can sustain a little more buzz. May 27th is going to be a lot of shit to watch. Uh, the next bit I want to discuss last week, we talked about the $43 billion merger of Warner Media and Discovery. It's now called Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, run by CEO David Zaslav, and there's an article from Variety gives you a give us the uh, give us the TLDR. Yeah, it gives you a little more information. Zaslav has been holding meetings with people of interest. He wants to increase DC Entertainment's profile and profits under the Discovery banner. Basically, he's looking at film, television, comics, and video games. In an attempt to bring their label quote better alignment, so he's yeah. You ba- let me let me. Can I expand on that yeah, real quick? Yeah. Basically, what he wants to do, and I said basically, <laughs> basic, Fuck. basically, what he wants to do is similar to what Marvel's doing, where they had all their entertainment under one ah, banner studio, yeah, yeah, one banner, yeah. one guy running it, similar to Fihi. Although I don't know if the video games are under the same banner, but. That's what he wants to do because you have all these disparate things where you have yep. TV shows being made yep. and movies being made and videos game, video games being made, but none of it's actually under the same guy that's doing everything. So he so they yep. want to have a little bit more. They want to consolidate everything so that there's just a similar tone to everything, similar, just like Marvel. So he's looking to hire a dude. He's looking to hire a Kevin Feige. They also want, it says in this article, to, quote, revitalize characters like Superman and, quote, they want more movies like Joker. Uh, Rugs, what do you think of this direction? Is Zaslav heading in the right direction? There's nowhere to go but up. I guess. I mean, it's true. Like, DC is being run haphazardly. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they miss. They miss more than they hit. Uh, there is shit all over the place that doesn't jive well. With, they'll be contradicting each other. They have, like, Joker, three Jokers already. Uh, mm-hmm. universes that are I don't know like what do you do you obviously you see Marvel's universe thing is panning out for them 
on a large scale because everything's interconnected, everything's intertwined, all that stuff. They probably want that because 100%. it's built in. Like it's built in. Like you, like if you're a completist, you can't let a movie come out and not see it, even if it's not something that you're interested in because it's part of the universe. It might add some dimension, like Eternals. Like who would who would have thought that anybody would have fucking watched Eternals, right? Like right. It's the most boring concept of all time. All right. And so, but they made it work. They made it like a a topic of conversation, a whatever. So DC wants that. They have to make it happen. They need somebody to, to shepherd all this stuff, someone to approve and to curate all this stuff. They don't have someone to do that. They need somebody who knows the comics, knows what uh, to avoid, like, I think that DC has been very liberal, which is nice artistically, but at the same time, all this artistic freedom is only maybe manicured about three or four good movies. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Yeah. It's been too liberal. Anthony, what do you do? You're Zaslav. Look, you got this whole CW DC universe that it's its own fucking whole thing over there. And then you come out with peacemaker, which I think was a huge success showing what you can do is uh, we've talked about James Gunn is not the guy, but maybe he's half the guy. Maybe he's the guy for his lane, and then they pair him with someone else to do this. How do you do this? Well, I mean, he's completely right. The guy, DC, that wing of what Warner Brothers Discovery is now, yeah. it, it should be it should be in line with what Marvel is for Disney. It should be a huge money maker that has a ton of cachet that they can count on that they can they can roll out as much content as possible with all the different characters they have because they have just as big a catalog. Yep. They have just as much history. They have just as much cachet. They just haven't capitalized consistently. So I think they obviously they need someone to run it. I think they need someone to run. I don't know if you need, for instance, someone as ingrained in the, you need someone that has the knowledge of the comics, but I don't know if you need someone that is going to make every call. I think you need someone that's going to, Know what the comics are. Know what the core char- what the core competencies of all the characters are, and then hire the right people. Well, you yeah. need someone that's going to know who to hire. Yeah, five G is good. You need at that. someone that's yeah. You need someone that's pairing people up, pairing you know, pairing up James Gunn with a peacemaker, pairing up talented up and coming directors. The right project, good good yeah. casts with the right project, the right script. Yeah, yeah. yeah you right. just and need then, like a master producer. Yep. Yep. I mean, exactly. Star Wars is guy. doing that. Star Wars is doing that a little bit with Favreau and Filoni. Doesn't have to be one guy, but ge- you generally you come up with like a, a you know a team of people that are on the same page that complement yeah. each other that can kind of handle shepherding this new era of DC. I, I would stop the unless they have some sort of contract with CW. I would I would start to get away from the CW stuff. Yeah, they need, really yeah. start to consolidate yeah, everything yeah. under. I know that they the the guy before Walter you know, Hamada Hamada yeah. was all about you know making all sorts of different characters and making all different versions of characters. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the smartest idea, but I think I think you really got to make a play, try to get back into the the shared universe game, and really see if you can do it. Like think about it, they have CW, and then they have 
the C, they have the cable stuff, the HBO Max right. stuff, like the yeah. Titans or the Titans oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, they have all that mm-hmm. darker our, uh, adult stuff. And they don't jive with each other. No, they don't. No. Then you got the movies, and then you got, like, how many versions of Batman you're going to have? You have a Gotham. Yeah, you have, that's a problem. You have uh, Batman and Titans. Well, they're doing, just, they're doing a show where Batman you know, is dead, and the Bat family is running Gotham. Like, they're doing a Gotham. I think they're doing yeah. a show like that. And, like, this is all necessary. So, wait. This brings me to my next question. Do they need an anchor character? And it shouldn't be Batman. Like, it should be a nice Superman to be your anchor character to grow all this shit. You're talking about, like, an Iron Man? Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they need. They definitely need a guy. They need, they need a character that people are going to resonate with, that people are really going to love. They had that. They had that with Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot. They just made a shitty follow-up yeah, they did. with Wonder Woman 84. I would do this. I would You do the Superman origin movie. Again. But you, it wouldn't be an origin movie per se. It would be like a movie of him being the hero of, of that universe. But in, like, in a few flashbacks and stuff, you can kind of flesh things out and like kind of set the tone because yeah. you, even though you don't want to do the origin story again, you want to kind of set the tone for the universe of him being the first superhero and also all these other people came into the fold and blah, blah, blah. But then he has to leave earth and then he forms the justice league to kind of like watch over the world as he's gone. Okay. And then, and then, you know, well, he, he, he did, because if he's there, everything's fixed in two seconds. Right. Right. But so eventually we could follow Superman in outer space where yeah. he's fucking taking on like cosmic shit. Yeah. He's got space adventures. Yeah. And that would be pretty cool. He would meet Lobo out there. With the Green and Lantern. Fight core. him. Yeah. Yeah. The Green Lantern in there. Well, so, look, right now on the CW, Superman and Lois is the only good show that is left that they are doing. Realistically. Yeah. It's very good. The production is on another level. The show is fucking great. Uh, there, so there was an episode, this is how good the show is, right? There was an episode at the beginning of the season where Superman brings his son and his like girlfriend home cause they're doing homework and then he has to leave because the submarine is sinking. So he goes, he saves the submarine. It's a North Korean submarine. He places it back on North Korea. He goes back to the U S government. The general's yelling at him. He's like, you couldn't have brought that submarine over here. Yeah. It was a North Korean submarine. We could have got a lot of things. And then when he gets home. His Lois is yelling at him because him, the kid and the girlfriend started going at it, left him alone, and they were making out. And so he gets home, and now Lois is fucking yelling at him. And I was like, fucking Clark can't catch a break. He's helped to fucking save all these people. Everyone's just yelling at him. I love that shit. Like, it was just really well done. I want to see that. She's just, no, it's good. I would have just like, see you later. Yeah, I would have, Clark, I'm like, I don't have to take this shit. I'm super fucking man. I'm out. <laughs> Bitch, I don't care what those kids do. I got to save the world. <laughs> but it was it was a great like moment i was like this is like he can't be a father he just can't do anything right and he's fucking superman so uh, we'll see how much of a change this is going to impact what is also interesting about this variety article at the end the last paragraph says upcoming dc films projects include they mentioned shazam they mentioned aquaman they mention Black Adam, and they mention mm-hmm. a third Wonder Woman. You notice something missing from this list of upcoming movies? Flash. Yes, they did not. Oh. And no mention. And I'm like, what? Not the right time. What is the? What kind of PR fucking damage control? They got to hold off on mentioning Flash. They didn't right even mention the Flash. How mad are they at Ezra Miller I, right now? Just, I'm, I'm sure fucking Zaslav wants to just fire his ass. Well, the thing is, I think that Flash movie was going to be their catalyst yes. to really 
open this thing up again and really try. And you were going to have Sasha Kelly be the new, the Supergirl was going to be the Superman, and then you would have Batwoman, Batgirl. They were going to take over as like the main. But well, they were going to. There was a lot of rumors they were going to retcon a lot of the stuff that was bad and, and really take just all the good mm. stuff. I wonder if he, so, all yeah, that changes. I wonder if that movie ever comes out. DC's just cursed. It's, it's a fucking it, mess. It just is. It's a little bit of a yeah, mess. It is. It really is. You know what's not a mess, listener? Our wonderful uh, podcast t-shirts and hoodies that we sell on our Public shop. <laughs> Visit jockinner.com slash shop and you can get your own niche podcast apparel with the rug boy's face on it or the logo, old logo, new logo. There's mugs, cell phone cases, lots of fun stuff. There's always sales. Get some stuff. Wear it out. And uh, tell everyone you listen to this dumbass show. Okay, last thing in the news, I got to end, unfortunately, with a little bit of sad news. Uh oh. We've lost another iconic comic. Not just that, another iconic comedian that has done a cameo for us. That's two now. I am talking, of course, about the great Gilbert Gottfried uh, passed away earlier this week at age 67. You would have heard, I'm going to put his. His cameo opening for us at the beginning of the show. You heard his voice. There might be something afterwards at the end of the show, too, special. So keep listening. But uh, apparently Gilbert was uh, struggling, fighting muscular dystrophy uh, Mm. a little bit. And 67 is young. But fuck, I love Gilbert Gottfried. The voice, the brutal, just savage jokes. Like he had a podcast that people love. Um, Anthony, you just watched Beverly Hills Cop 2. He's great and he's so fucking funny. Hilarious. When he when he picks up the phone when they uh they accuse him of having tickets. Right, the parking tickets. He's like he's like, wait a minute, that's my wife's car. <laughs> that's my wife's car. I pay my tickets. That's my wife's car. And he picks up the phone without even dialing <laughs> it and just yells, Bitch and then hangs up the phone. Up. So funny. <laughs> he's like, What so if uh, I put something else in your hand over here? Made you forget yeah. about what's over here. Yeah. <laughs> he's like when they barge into his office and he goes, Oh, Please just ignore the fact that I have my door closed. <laughs> and they're like, Gilbert Godfrey is like, yes, lucky guest. Or not Gilbert. They're like, Sidney Bernstein. Sidney Bernstein. He's like, yes, yeah. lucky guest. Because it's like on his <laughs> right, door. Right, he's painting it out. You see it right on the door. Rugs, any, so any favorite uh, Gilbert Godfrey uh, memories you have? Uh, I mean, he did all those roasts, and he was always brutal on those. And uh, I, I got fond memories from the Howard Stern show, because he was uh, on it a lot. And... He was like untamed on that thing. He was all over the he was all over the place. And so he would do this thing. He would do uh Gilbert Godfrey Dracula. And uh he that was fucking hilarious. He would do his his Bella Lugosi impression. <laughs> he did a lot of impressions actually. I mean, he is Iago, you know, that you can't forget that. I, I was that. just going to say as a child, yeah. besides Beverly Hills Cop 2, I a lot of his influence on me was the terrible problem child movies, which yes, I like. He was great in problem child. And the fact that he was the parrot yeah. in Aladdin. I mean, you had Robin Williams, you had Gilbert Coffrey, just great voice performances. Hilarious. There is a great clip flo- floating around of him on Hollywood squares where all the squares are taken. He's the last square. So each contestant keeps going back to him and he's you fool. Yes. And he's trolling them. He's like, trust me. I'm right on this. I know it's this. And they'll go, I'll agree. And he'll go, you fool. And it's not right. <laughs> and it went back and forth like four times. It's the funniest fucking thing. Well, the thing is, he had such a funny, like, he had a great voice. Yeah, yes. He had, he had a distinct look, too. You just looked at him, and you're like, 
That guy looks fucking He's funny. always wincing. Like, the sun yeah. was in his eyes, but and he, it's hilarious. He had a quick wit. Yes. Really quick well, wit. Well, the, the Hollywood Square stuff is all, like, improv, you know, all, oh, yeah. on the spot. And he, he was so funny. So my, one of my other favorite Gilbert Gottfried bits is from The Cosby Show. Can I talk about The Cosby Show? Is it okay? Is that all right, everyone? Can we agree. We can talk about the Cosby show. Just don't let me cover my drink. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. Oh, uh, it's the episode where Cliff takes Theo to buy a car and they're dressing down, right? They wear sweats. He tells Theo, don't mention I'm a doctor. We're going to act poor. And they're at the dealership and they get the deal and the guy's not gouging him. And on their way out, Gilbert Godfrey comes in as one of Cliff's patients and he just hear him go. Doctor Huxtable, <laughs> Doctor Hux, what are you doing here? He's like, what are you? I remember. He's that. like, what are you wearing? What is this? You, this guy, <laughs> he drives and he blows up his spot. It's the fucking funniest thing. It was so good. I do. I actually vividly do remember Except that. Like Doctor Huxtable, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. And we'll, what? What a voice. We'll always have this cameo along with the Norm McDonald's cameo and. Th- th- that cameo that we have of him yeah. is it, it actually does make me laugh. Right, it's always hilarious. Whatever. Why? Goes, I don't. I know. don't know. So the Hollywood. Rep- Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried. It's a, and you're listening to the Jack Nerd Podcast. It's one of my favorite. Why? I don't. It's know. my favorite celebrity drama. <laughs> Imran couldn't stop talking that we while you did that. <laughs> I know he could not stop. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do the whole fucking thing. I was I was down for it. Um, Why? I don't know. He's so funny. The Hollywood Reporter has this article that says Gilbert Gottfried leaves behind 200 hours of content on Cameo. He was like one Uh of the top Cameo earners. Big Cameo guy. guy, And there's tons of stuff nobody's seen that is like buried on his Cameo page. Our Cameo being one of them. And he's funny in all of them. Uh, And he was, uh, he got to start what, on SNL? Was he on Saturday Night Live? That is he a got, good he question. La- he, he did not like it there at all. He was probably he was, there yeah, briefly. On, he was on one, He's probably yeah. there one season and just like got the fuck out. He was there 80 to 81. Oh, shit. 12 episodes. Oh, okay. So that's not even a full season. He did not. He must have not had a good time. Yeah, he did that. Then Thick of the Night and then Cosby Show. That was uh, 87. As far as TV shows. Yeah. And then he's yeah. in Beverly Hills. Cop he, went on, he went on a bunch of TV yeah. shows after yeah. that. But yeah. But just great, great, iconic, hilarious roles. Where would you rank Gilbert Godfrey in all-time comedians? Oh, man. Top 10? I think he's in top 10. I would put him in top, top five? 10. I put him in top five roasters. Roasters. Because okay. yeah, that's a different breed yes. of comedy. But insult yeah. comedians. Definitely top five insult comedians. Absolutely. He kind of got a second wind when the Comedy Central was doing their roasts. Yeah. And they, they would always bring him back on there. But as a as like a guest, like a, a, a talk show guest or as like a, a as a center square. Yeah, or he'll always deliver a walk on yeah, part. Yeah. He always delivered. Yeah. Like he was always you'd always steal the, the moment. Oh, he was so. Mr. Mitsiplik, too, in a, a DC uh, cartoon in the Superman cartoon, yeah. I think. Uh, def- definitely top 10. So he just he never not makes you laugh. You know, you hear his voice, you see him, and he just fucking smile. He's just got that charm. Remember 
Yeah, but he was the Aflac duck too. Oh, he did do Aflac. That was and him. And then he made a joke about tsunamis, he and then the he, got, he, he got canceled. He also he made a nine eleven. He was the first one to make a nine eleven joke, like soon yeah. after nine eleven. So it was like a week after. Yes, he didn't give a fuck, dude. Guy was fucking yeah. fearless and savage, and had great burns. That's what. And he was also like he could be clean and go on a game show on network television sure. and still be funny. I mean, he by towards the end of his career he was doing the roasts, but he was still on big stuff. Law and Order. He was on. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's just doing the Sharknado. He's doing the Sharknado. He's doing all sorts of shit. Yeah, Gilbert was, Gilbert was a great one. Yeah, that's an all-timer. We'll always have the cameo. You can hear him here. He lives on in the podcast. Bitch! <laughs> all right, let's take a break here, play some promos. We got a new episode of Moon Knight to discuss right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Attention podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. I'm Logan, the host of Mostly Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories with an emphasis on live action superhero stuff. Every week, join me, PC Mike, The Giggler, Scotty Scoop, and Carrie as we talk MCU, DCU, books, TV, movies, and more. MostlySuperheroes.com is where you want to be. Watch us on YouTube, listen where you get your podcasts, and we'll see you Monday, Sunday on Patreon. Enjoy the rest of the show. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Along with my co-host, Bill, every Thursday, we bring you classic hip-hop. Classic. Classic. You know, all the good stuff, the stuff that you forgot about, the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. Each week, we bring you hip-hop headlines. We let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Wu News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. We bring you two records. One is a one and done. One is a record of the week. We give you an artist of the month. We give you all the classics. Classic. Classic. Come and check us out. Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and at MrThrowbackThursday.com. And if you remember nothing else, always remember, new school stale, old school Fresh. Doc and her Listener, if you enjoy the show, now is a really good time to join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! There is a link in the show notes. You can sign up to our awesome fan club, support the show on a monthly or annual basis, and you get things. You get to be part of the community. Gotta say huge thank you. To our latest $10 a month patron, it's Mr. Throwback Thursday, Jamie Robinson. Talking nerd. Wow. Shit. Uh, here's how this happened, though. Remember, oh. th- there's a whole there's a whole little backstory that w- end up with him giving us $10 a month. Remember when the episode we were talking about Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis movies? Yeah. yeah. And I may have said something uh, to the effect of Hudson Hawk was widely regarded as the worst movie ever made for a while. Well, Jamie Robinson wrote in on our Facebook group, finally catching up, listening to last week's show. I have one thing to say to you, Imran. How dare you sully the name of Hudson Hawk? Oh, shit. Hudson Hawk is the greatest Bruce Willis, Danny Aiello film of all time. How can you not identify with a man who just wants a cup of coffee? I have to walk away from the show for a little while. You have saddened me. Good day, sir, is what he says. Now... I don't know if he's being sarcastic or, well, or if he's being serious. 
You forked up ten bucks. Well, and get and that you know what that is? That is the you pick it movie tier. Guess what his movie pick is? Um, Doctor Shivago. It is not. It is Hudson Hawk. Now we have to watch it, and that, my friends, is how you generate revenue on a podcast. You just talk shit about people's movies that they love. I feel like this is your thing now because you've done this. You had you talked shit about Kingsman when you finally took a stand yep. and decided you didn't like a movie. Uh, and now that, and then that went to bite you in the I, asshole. I'm gonna well. be honest. I don't think I've ever even seen Hudson Hawk. It's just from what I know about rumors. <laughs> so we now have to watch it. Regardless, Great. we gotta go. Yeah, but this also worked out for for Anthony. Yeah, it's kind of in the because, '80s vein of Bruce. Because Willis. the same thing just happened with Anthony in the next guy, who's uh, you're gonna read, right? Uh, yes, we'll get to that. I'm looking at notes, people. He's looking at I can notes. See, I know what everyone's gonna say. The point of this is, Mr. <laughs> Throwback Thursday now gets to get bonus content. He does. He gets access to an exclusive RSS feed where the shows come out early. Instant reactions come out only there. Anthony, you did Raiders of the Lost Ark little review. I that did. went up this week. He watched it for the first time. We talked about this last week. Uh, Mr. Throwback Thursday also gets Discord benefits, our monthly geek Discord hangout just for our Patreon uh, supporters, is this week. It's tomorrow as the day the show posts, Thursday, April 21st, 8 p.m. Oh, I'll try not oh. to fall asleep. I will tr- yeah, try to stay I'll awake. try not to schedule something else. I will try to remember you guys, remind you guys on the Wednesday before just i'll try to i'll try to not do anything else try not to do anything else at that time yeah i'll try to get everyone there it should be a lot of fun intentionally miss it again maybe jamie robinson (laughs) will be there and i mentioned he's at the you pick it tier which is ten dollars a month you can pick and choose and force us to watch any movie you want and i have some other movies some selections coming in from our listeners ron s hans sent in uh, a new pick he says with the news about bruce willis and the fact that anthony has not seen this great 80s movie. Let's do The Last Boy Scout as my next movie pick. It's 90s. That, uh, it's shit. Gonna, I was going to say it's 91. Uh, but it's okay. I'll watch dude, it. I, I, it's a movie that people, a lot of people a talk movie. about and you guys have hyped up a lot. So. Great movie. He says Tony Scott. Yes, right? Tony yeah. Scott, Bruce Willis, Damon Wayans. It's a very good movie. I'm excited to watch that one. So we'll put that on the docket. He says thanks for the great content as always. And then Jose Gonzalez, who signed up just recently, uh, he would like to do Wheels on meals from 1984 starring jackie chan figured i'd keep it going 80s for anthony that is on hbo max oh I it believe. is i've never mm-hmm. heard of this movie or or paramount i can't remember is either it about one. a food truck what is this about i don't know what it's about i just watched the same fight scene over and over at the end of, <laughs> it's like him and this guy fighting in a mansion and it's pretty brutal it's a great fight scene can't wait. We got some good movies coming up. Also, shout out to Roberto Rivera, I think, who bumped his support back up this week as well. So sign up. Jockinerd.com slash Patreon. Look at what all these cool people are doing. You want to do it, too. Let's get to our review this week. It is episode three of Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. Here are your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This episode titled The Friendly Type. Uh, this one directed by Mohammed Diab, who's also like one of the creators. I think he's the lead guy. Uh, Anthony catches up. What happens in episode three of Moon Knight? Episode three. So episode two, they ended up in Cairo, right? Yes. And in this episode, Mark Spector is kind of leading the way, and he is on a quest to find Ahmet's tomb before Harrow does. But Harrow has a scarab, so. 
Mark Spector's got to find alternate means to do it, and he gets pretty desperate. Desperate, so Kanchu decides to call on the gods to basically put Harrow in jail. That kind of goes sideways. So Spector's got to find another way, and he teams up with Layla again. They go on a kind of an Indiana Jones esque mission to find another way to the the to Amit's tomb before Harrow. And Kanshu does some things that gets him in trouble. And by the end of this, might not be seeing much Kanshu anymore. At least for a or, little, at least for one episode. Yeah. Or Mark, uh, Mark with powers. What does that mean? This was an interesting episode, right? It, it seemed to uh, divide a lot of people. A lot happened, but it also kind of felt like a spinning of the wheels a little bit because. The plot doesn't really advance anymore. They, they've just taken one major thing out of the equation, which is Khonshu. The story didn't really go further from where it was at the beginning. He's still digging for the tomb. They're still looking for the tomb. They still didn't find the tomb by the end. But a lot happened, so I'm conflicted. I kind of I dug a lot of the looks of Cairo. And, you know, you talked last episode, Anthony, how Mohammed Diab wanted to make it more of an authentic egyptian uh experience and i think you see that in a, a lot of little touches a lot of little details i'll get into but cairo looked fucking great it looked real i can't believe that was all a fucking set yeah uh what'd you think overall of the episode three i still like the show I'd, i would say it's it's episode three is doesn't have as much forward momentum as episodes one and two there is a little bit of the spinning of the wheels and uh, you know they're still they're they went on a little side quest to find Amit's tomb. Yeah. But the episode does have Mark in the lead now. And I like the dichotomy of Mark in the lead, but then he's still battling Steven. And we kind of are seeing now the third personality yes. creep in because there are scenes where neither of them know what the hell's going on. He murdered uh, so a you, bunch of people, and that was not Steven or Mark doing that. Correct. So you got that. You got the gods now playing a role and, and them not meddling in, in human affairs, similar to the Eternals, yeah. almost like spot on. Yeah. So you have that. The, the only thing I was like is, man, the gods are stupid because Harrow is just clearly lying to them. Yeah. How how, much, how, are, how are the gods not able to see that this asshole's digging in the whenever, sand? Yeah, whenever they say gods, I, I expect them to be omniscient or be yeah. able to know what's what going on, but they seem to be these? clueless. Yeah. So that's why, Ruggs, what do you think? This whole thing is goofy to me. He fucking spun... The entire night sky backwards 2,000 years. Everybody saw this. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't it, spin it back. It caused an eclipse, and it didn't, like, there wasn't tsunamis everywhere and fucking eruptions Is and shit. Is any of this actually on? happening? I yeah. don't know. Maybe it's not really happening, and that's the whole joke. But, like, um, yeah, so there's some wacky shit that happens that kind of like the same thing in, e in the Eternals, where, like, a fucking giant god is coming out, out of the, the earth, but yeah. it doesn't doesn't mess with the tectonic plates. It didn't it rip the planet apart at all. Yeah, it doesn't do anything at all. Yeah. So it's like all, a lot of this stuff where Marvel does this stuff and then like it has no bearing on anything. And it, the, the reality of the show kind of drops a little bit. But with that said, this is not a plot progression episode. This is a character Absolutely. episode. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll this is what this show is. Yeah. You get Layla and Mark mm -hmm. Spector to have their moment. Yeah. You get, um, you know, some Moon Knight action. You get um, a little bit of like, you know, them realizing that Steven is 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 a important piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. He has value. Yeah, that was great. 
and you start to see, okay, that there is that third character. You get to see uh, the gods and that whole setup. You get to see the character of Cairo come into play. So there's a lot of character development in the episode. Uh, if you're not into that and you want the per- the plot to keep moving, I could see that it kind of seems like it's not really doing but there much. There was action but, too. There was fight scenes. You know, there was a moon. There was a I, huge moon night scene. Yeah, great. that was great. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if you want the story to progress forward, that's not really happening that much. But you're getting a lot of basically character building, world building, you all that a stuff. Lot about all the characters in this episode, yeah, don't you? It was a big ex, a lot of exposition. A lot of exposition. So absolutely. Some people don't like that. Yeah. I don't mind it if it's if it answers some questions and starts some new ones. We kind of know that the gods do punish people by you know putting them into statues and locking them and like trapping them in there. And that's probably what they're looking for. They're probably looking for Amit's idol to. And so if we know that we can resurrect Amit, you could definitely resurrect Kanchu or free Kanchu. Well, yeah. Kanchu even says at the end of the episode, he says, tell Mark to save me. Free me. me Yeah. 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 Because he knows it. Look, and Kanchu has been a dick this whole time, but in his defense, he made like a huge sacrifice at the end to help them. Yeah. Well, there's also the idea that the gods uh, were rejected by human by the humanity, or did yeah. the gods abandon well, humanity? Well, there I saw something online. I think I either I saw it online where it was basically going the at one point in history when Egypt was a very powerful group of people or whatever you want to call it. There was just the Egyptian gods, and now the Egyptian gods with the modernization of different religions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even now, no one really, like, there's not a ton of people that are worshiping Egyptian gods right, anymore. Right, Like Greek gods, so that, yeah. That's what, yeah. So they're, they're you know, they're, they're kind of playing off that where oh, everyone's okay. forgotten okay, about the Egyptian okay, gods. Okay, but they're still you know, around. Because there's Christ, there's Hindu, you know, Hinduism, Islam, yeah. you know, all these different religions that have kind of taken prominence. prominence but, and you got Asgardian, those, they're guard, gods, right? You got the Eternals, right. they're kind of See, gods. Marvel keeps demystifying this god thing, and they do it in the comics, so it's nothing different. But all of these gods are just basically alien beings that are from different dimensions or something like that. That's like got to be, yeah. For some mm-hmm. reason, they're obsessed with Earth. I don't know why, but I guess maybe that's... Every maybe every planet that has life on it has their own version of these entities that kind of come in from different dimensions and fuck with shit because it's fun to do, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I, I would like to point out. I wrote this down that again, Oscar Isaac, I think is is, oh, is really doing so a good, good job. He's he's, st- he's still playing Stephen Grant, but he's more Mark Spector. This, yeah. But you also get a little bit of Kanchu when he's. I love when he's when he's possessed. When he's possessed and he's yelling yeah. as Kanchu, yeah. but his eyes are flickering around. He's like, "Oh, what?" Like yeah. you can tell he's not in control. He, well, no, you can tell that his he's still a little bit Mark in there. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> he can't control the way he's acting. That he's just yelling as yes. he's looking around. Yeah. So it's it's really well done. And the scene where he's Mark and he's in the desert and he goes, "Okay, I'll let Steven come out." And they just like he does a bit and his face just changes and he's like. Cheers, thank you. Yeah, and he's like, like Stephen Grant again. Oh my god! I was like, oh, that's great. Flawless. Like he could, and the fact that Mark and Stephen can do it so quickly, but you see it in the in the in the face structure, in the facial expression. He's killing it, and uh, I think he's doing a really good he's job. Doing a really I think good he's job. doing a really good job. Um, 
I like the character Layla a little bit more now that I kind of get a little bit, and they're they're teasing a little mystery with her dad and and what Mark might have been involved in her death. So, so you know, in the beginning, you see her getting this fake passport, and props to them for showing like an actual Photoshop fo- document. Like she's working in legit Photoshop. <laughs> like she's got her actions open and shit. If you're, Night mode. If you're a graphic, mm-hmm. yeah, it's in dark. Hey, uh, my Photoshop is in dark mode. That's the only way to Photoshop. You don't put that shit on light mode. So I appreciated <laughs> that, but we learn. Layla's returning to Egypt after 10 years. Her name pisses people off. Her father was an archaeologist. That I don't know if that was her mother or an aunt, but she seemed to be a family member. She's like member. Robin Hood. She steals things back from rich people. So there's also that aspect. She's into antiquities, and she mentions Mad- there's a Madripoor mention, and we know Sharon Carter is the power broker who also deals in antiquities. Is she involved? I don't know, but I do... I love Layla's. Uh, I love when. So then, when Harrow says to her, "I know, you know, why you left," and Mark knows things he's not telling you, and you think about that line where they mentioned that he killed a bunch of archaeologists in the other episode, and in the comics, Marlene, who is his wife, her father is killed by the Bushman character, uh, and she Layla is kind of like Marlene. So did fucking Mark kill her father? Holy shit! Is Mark the Bushman? Is that the fourth personality? Maybe. Also, he should stop using so many reflective items if he doesn't want to be disturbed <laughs> while he's fighting. Because any chance fucking Steven gets, he'll get in there. One nitpick I had, though, and this is a common, common, common superhero trope that Marvel and DC have been doing in, in live action for a while, is their characters have basically bulletproof clothing. Ah, Right, uh-huh. so they they're able to take bullets all the time, but punches and stabs, those hurt. <laughs> That'll knock them out. That doesn't make any sense. You mean like how Moon Knight's cape was bulletproof? Yeah, but then they're stabbing him through the body R- with a giant blunt object. There's no That's way that point. giant blunt object is moving faster point. than a smaller bullet. Small bullet. That's a, okay. So a couple of things. That's it. What? How did the suit look? And you see that all the time. You not only see that. You see that all the time. Batman all the time gets. They got Dune armor. That's why. Yeah. Batman gets gets. Uh, Shot with things, but it punches off. hurt him. Yeah, that's a good point. Iron Man <laughs> takes bullets all the yeah. time, but then when he fights Captain America, punches hurt. <laughs> it's it. You see it all the time. Where Thor takes bullets, punches hurt. Like it, no one's punching that hard. That's a good point. It's a fair point. So that was just a little, yeah. little little nitpick. Is that they can he can get stabbed, but and the and the the stabbings hurt. It seems like he's struggling, but the bullets don't hurt. So at he all. has some crazy like healing factor. I mean, he uh, he was impaled yeah, sure. by several poles going right through him, right, and then they just disappeared. They like popped off. It was very strange. You can well, he like knocked them off and then beat up and then like closed up around him or something. It doesn't right. make. I do love when like he he gave Stephen the suit and he's like, everybody, let's chill out, chill, Calm chill the, the f, f out. out. <laughs> they love they use that line before. That's what Peter Quill says at Endgame. They're reusing lines. Everyone chill the F out. And then he gets speared. He's like, take the body, Mark, <laughs> right away. But it, one part that looked hinky, we know the cape is CGI, possibly the whole suit. When the guy was pulling on the cape while they're fighting, that looked, that didn't really look good. Like, you could tell he's pulling on nothing. There yeah. was no weight to it. But I like the way he looked. Uh, let's talk about that dude, Anton Mogart, we meet, uh, who is the person. R.I.P. Yes, Layla took him to. He is played by actor Gaspar Ulil, I think. Gaspar Ulil, who tragically died earlier this year in a skiing accident. Oh. Uh, and the last we see of him is he's riding off 
uh, on his horse. He gets hit by like one of Moon Knight's things. I don't think he's dead. But in the, I thought he was dead. Uh, no, we didn't see. We he's see, supposed to be a character though, he, isn't yes, he? Yes, in the comics, yeah. he is Midnight Man, a guy who steals yeah. at midnight. But think about it. You didn't see a body. You saw him slump over this horse, ride into a cloud of dust. Hmm. I don't think he's dead. Well, he is. I mean, he's dead in real life, unfortunately. But he probably yeah. he could have filmed more episodes. He stuff, yeah. yeah. He was only thirty-seven. It's really tragic. Didn't get to yeah, see. Didn't even get to see the show come out. So, but that, and they dedicated the episode to him. So that was nice. But another another nitpick. I, I, I still overall, I like the episode. Another nitpick though is why the hell is Harrow at? Uh, no, he just shows up out of nowhere at Anton Mogart's. Yeah, yeah. Why did he? Like, how does he know to be? I, I, that's what I thought. I was like, this motherfucker just showed out of nowhere with a staff and destroyed the sarcophagus and left. But also, wouldn't he want the information in the sarcophagus? He's looking for but the same thing. What's the no. point of the scarab then if it doesn't actually show you where it is? I, I was just gonna say he doesn't need the information in the sarcophagus because he's got the scarab. And the scarab and they're said digging, down. Yeah, they're digging in the spot where it is. Yeah. They don't even need to be there. Yeah, yeah, he knows where to fucking get to the tomb. Why are you fucking around with this so they can't find you? It doesn't make any sense. But it does. I mean, the only thing, the only gymnastics I could do is he's got people digging. He knew the sarcophagus was another route for Moon Knight to to find it, yeah. so he had to get over there. But well, they have the they have the coordinates, and everybody saw the fucking sky spin backwards. Yeah, there might be some ramifications of that, and possibly Mark does not have his powers anymore. He doesn't have Kanchu. Kanchu gives him doesn't. his powers. He doesn't. So they gotta get. So the next episode, they gotta get Kanchu out. I guess. Uh, and is any of this actually happening? I, I, you you keep saying. I don't that think any of this. Think... Ha- it's, some of it, something's goofy. The whole gods thing meeting. Like there's only five of the nine, and I think one of them is the the Wakandan god Best. I think there's a little Black Panther Easter egg. But yeah, like, if they went that route where the, none of this is happening, that seemed a little weird. That'd be tough. Be tough. It, it, you'd have to pull off a Fight Club level reveal where it was like, "Oh, that's cool." That's that's very hard. Maybe not. Maybe not. None of it. Maybe some of it is happening different. I don't know. I. It just seems something seems off. Um, the, it's all happening in a video game. <laughs> it's all in different, and different users are are it's a simulation. Elon Musk was right. Are starting the game. Let him buy playing. Twitter. What's the worst that could happen? Come on, he's got money. It's fine. Uh, anyways, what? Well, so the Egyptian touches I I loved was just how like of course you did the modern the city looked. The music is great. Did you enjoy the music, Anthony? There was some good fucking like yeah, I mean, Egyptian it, you know, dance it's, music. It's, it's uh, electronic music. It's of the uh, of the the region they're in for sure. Here's here's the stuff I loved on the boat ride. You heard the, the ululations. You guys know you you ululation. No, I don't know what that's. That, what, excuse you. Yeah, that is the the name for when those the Arab women go like it's like a tribal chanty something. Yeah, that's very authentic. That's like a real thing, right? And then that horse sport he was playing with a spear, I believe, is like an ancient Arab horse sport called tent pegging. This is what I found out. Whoa, it's not. It's not what you think. What you were playing as a child? It's not what you think it is. This is not my hobby. Tent pegging. Oh, I'm joining a tent pegging group. Later. I knew you like strap ons. That's but what we're doing on. in the forest. No, it's like some. Yeah, what you do on your own time, Imran, <laughs> is not what you need to tell us. It's a cavalry sport of ancient origin, and they use the spear to like hook targets or something. But okay. how come you don't know this? Aren't you Arab? Yeah, I'm not Arab. I'm Pakistani. It's a whole fucking different thing, you racist motherfucker. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> it's a whole separate region. We we're like, I'm more Aryan than anything. Like, Aryan is Indo-European, Iranian, and Indo-subcontinent India. Like, Arab is a whole different gene fucking gene line there. Get the fuck out of here. I just wanted to trigger you. <laughs> Anyways, they're tent pegging and it's very wholesome. Uh, but I like a good wholesome. Well, I know that the Mohammed Diab was. I, I saw an article where he was going. A lot of these film films and stuff that have been in the Middle East and Egypt, they they throw a very yellow wash over everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he really he said he wanted to avoid that because it just you know it it doesn't make. It's not very flattering to the people from that that area. From I mean, that, uh, region. I've never been there. I've been to Saudi Arabia, and it looked legit. That's all I'm saying. It's very similar. Uh, that it had that feel. Why did you go to Saudi Arabia? Oh, it was for uh, the pilgrimage. Mecca. Yeah, right. went to Mecca. But it wasn't at the time like you can do it on the prescribed time when millions of people sh- fucking show up there to do it, or you could just do it any time of the year. Also, How old were you when you did that? This was like 1998, 99. So I was uh, oh. adultish. Yeah, me and my mom, my mom went. We both went. It was wild. Yeah. It was crazy. I enjoyed it, actually. It's really fascinating. Wow. Yeah, that place is nuts. Uh, but they do that. They do the ululations. Also, you notice how all the bad people are wearing this kind of shade of burgundy? I find that interesting. Yeah, it's I like a that, clay. Actually. It's like a clay color. Yeah, it's like a brown, red. Like Arthur Harrow's wearing that color shirt. That kid who who sacrifices himself to Amit, he has a red colored scarf. A lot of the the clan, the the cult members are wearing red. So, and he does say there's chaos in you. Red being the color of chaos magic. I don't know. I don't know if there's a connection. Do you like Layla? I do like Layla. She's she's attractive. I like that from Bahrain. Bahrain. Uh, Layla's badass. She's a badass character. She finds him right away. Oh, and she has that awesome fucking half crescent necklace that she kills the dude with. That was badass. She could take care of herself. There was. It was a very having watched the movie pretty recently. I had a lot of Raiders vibes. Absolutely. There's a lot of Indiana Jones in this, which I kind of, I kind of. Well, like yeah. That. Anytime that you're in any kind of a desert. Uh, looking at relics and shit, it's gonna invoke that that movie because mm-hmm. that. That took up so much of that real estate for such a long time. It's like synonymous with anything, uh, you know, treasure, Egypt, any of that stuff. And it's all there. Yeah. I mean, they're doing the Raiders thing where they have to find something. Yeah. You know, they're similar to Raiders where you have to find something before the Nazis get it. Here you have to find it before Harrow gets it. But then the twist on it is the lead is has multiple personalities. Yeah, it's cool. I, I like it. I dig it. I did. This third episode wasn't my favorite of the three, but yeah, you know, I'm obviously I'm not off not off the bandwagon. I think it's still going to be pretty good, and I still think, unlike the last, you know, we'll see how the last couple episodes play out. We're halfway done, but I feel like there's not a ton to wrap up. Like I think they're in a spot where they can they can wrap it up in three episodes, and I think we'd get a satisfying ending. I think they're in a spot where they can pull the rug out from under us and fucking do some crazy shit now, because you're right. There's not a ton to wrap up. That's why I'm like, this is, I don't know. I feel something. Because yeah, the only thing is, okay, who's the third personality? What's the deal with uh, Layla's dad, and can they stop and Hero? get him getting to the tomb, which he's digging. Right. He should be at the fucking tomb. Like, but resurrect- that, that can all be resolved in three episodes. I mean, and there's more like God dealings. Like you, you notice yeah. Hathor's avatar alludes that her and Kanchu were like kind of a thing back in the day. And I love when he's Who? like uh, Kanchu and Hathor 
The oh, girl that talks said, to him. I thought a, you said half ha- Thor. Half Thor. Half of Thor in Kanji. Where Rod Thor. Like, Whoa, Rod cool. Thor. Which half? Bottom half? Yeah. Which half would you yeah. choose? I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, but uh, I love when he's like, I, I remember that night. I remember every night. That's <laughs> great. Uh, also, you notice in the credits, the credits are changing every episode. The moon is in a different phase. It it uh, it uh, hmm. becomes larger and larger, and some of the skylines are changing. Sometimes it's Egypt. Sometimes it's London. They're subtly changing things in the episode. Is there a post credit every episode? I don't think there's any post credit scenes. Yeah, I don't think there's been one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You've watched to the end every time. I have no. not. But I don't think. Let me see. No right one's here. talked about no, it. No, we would know. I would fucking Mar- know. Marvel's TV shows have usually been post-credit scenes, fifth episode oh. or sixth. Oh, that's true. They did that with Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I want to mention is something the internet people found a uh, connection to Kang in oh. this. Yeah, Kang was Egyptian. So his first iteration, ancient, right? Yes, the ancient. When he went back to. He was Raman Tut. He went back to each ancient Egypt to rule. He become a pharaoh and kind of got stuck there. And so the kid who falls off the cliff on the back of his jacket is the symbol of Raman Tut. Oh. I don't know what that means. You got a little personality to him, Mark, because he's he just slaps that kid. I know, so you know he didn't you, want to punch him. That, he's yeah, holding he back. Did, Exactly. He doesn't yeah. want to kill that guy. I also, here's a little of the weird thing I noticed. That one scene after that whole fight and when Mark and Layla are in the car and they're driving and she's asking him about what did he mean about my father, his accent is different than Mark's accent. It's like a thicker New York accent. I, I, notice that. I think she was talking to the third, possibly Jake Lockley personality at that point. My my favorite besides Oscar switching personalities is when he wakes up in the cab. Oh yeah, and he, and he starts speaking Arabic, and the guy's like, "Speak Arabic now!" And he sees the guys coming out that he was just chasing. He's like, "Wait a minute, stop! I'm gonna." He's like, he's like trying to chase them, and the cab's like, "Where's my money?" He's like, "Where's like, my money?" I just love the the way he's the way they're editing it with his eyes rolling yep. back, and then jump you. You feel just as confused as he is. It is jarring. And now we're experiencing it from Mark's point of view instead of Steven, which is also very interesting. And that's right then. He grabs them. He gets knocked out. And the next thing you know, he's got a knife in one of the guys. And they're somewhere else. And neither Steven. I was like, oh, this was not Steven or Mark. Yeah. Somebody took over. I like like the way they've been editing these throughout the show so far. And putting you in each of their, like, shoes, you feel as disoriented. It it reminds me of when uh, in... No way home. When the way they edited the spider sense, where you felt like, oh shit, something's wrong. I oh, like yeah. the way. I like when you can feel like you're in their shoes when they have powers like that. You get the little your hair, the hairs on your hand rise also. Right, with the spider sense, you feel it. Now sometimes it's just a frequency, you know, of sound that like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's when unnerving. it's done well. Yeah, yeah. They, there's some the thought in it. My other favorite line is when they're spinning the the sky back, and it's Mister Knight. Instead mm-hmm. of Mark, uh, right? Instead of Moon Knight, mm-hmm. and he just goes, "This is surprisingly painful," <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> laughing. He's so funny. It's fucking Steve Grant. He's hilarious. Well, the uh, the line earlier when uh, Mark's like, "Do you have any good idea? Any ideas?" and and uh, Kanchu goes, "I have a bad one," <laughs> and it's good. them calling the meeting. Yeah, with, with the, the gods moving the moon. Yeah, no, he, that was the the one where they yeah moving the moon. He yeah. moved the moon to get their fucking attention. Right, but like nobody noticed that either. Why is nobody? I, there's got. No, they noticed it. They noticed, noticed the sky. It. So there's got to be some kind they, of. There's a cut scene where they show, show people yeah. looking at the sky. Like, Everybody, what the, the whole world saw on? this. 
Yeah. And did it spin back? Or everybody's star charts are off now. No, it spins. It spins back. Oh. I, I I am the authority on how how the, the, how the how sky work? looks when you spin it back two thousand oh. years and then spin oh, it forward. Astrologist, are we? I feel like that was such an unnecessary thing to do. Kind of, yeah. It was. It was. I mean, it was a roundabout like, way just, to figure out that map. Imagine just can't you just projected an image and that was what the sky looked like. But you, you know what? It's a fucking beautiful sequence. Like it is. Like it's beautiful to look at, and and, and it's. I love the colors and the. The shots they were, were like, great. They, they, you know how this went. They're going third episode. We got to get we we got to get Kanchu out of here so Mark can yeah. be without. The oh powers. yeah. So how do we get him out of here? Well, Kanchu's going to help Mark. How do we help have him help and get out of here? He's going to spin the sky. Oh, okay, all right. This is like writing out Doctor Strange for like two thirds of the movie. Uh, this is they do this a lot. I feel like yeah, they they have a, an arc of how they what big moments they want, and yeah. they're gonna like okay, now we have to fill that in. How is he going to do that? See, it's interesting because the show, it's different than the other shows, but it's still Marvel formula, isn't it? It's still the uh, Marvel method. It's just regular storytelling. Yeah, story yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the, the Marvel, I wouldn't say Marvel method. It's just, yeah, superhero storytelling. Yeah, it's Marvel's heavily entrenched in in this kind of Hollywood tropey stuff, so... It just seems like it's Marvel, but it's just like really any like by the numbers movie. You you give the the lead a little glimmer of hope, but you also have his back against the wall because now he doesn't have powers. Right. You got to have that that one. No, got to have him go through that journey. Still right. love the fucking show. I'm still thinking. Is is he a hero without the suit? Yeah. That's they they always have they always they always ask that question in in every comic book movie. But this one, it's like which one of them is the hero? Which one of the personalities well, is the hero? We're seeing that. Both of them are like yeah. Steven is is essential. Mark is not a, you know, he's not a ruthless mercenary. And then we're going to obviously find out about this third personality. So another reason for the creation of the Stephen Grant personality for the knowledge that they needed. Yeah. You know, so there's another there. So now. We- well, uh, the uh, this personality, the clues that we have. Right. Is that he drinks. He's hyper violent. Yeah. Yeah. He's. It, he likes to, you know, make dates with women yeah. and stuff like that. So he's he's definitely like a prime. He's doing kind of primal stuff. He buys goldfish. Yes. Well, he does that to cover his ass. Right. I feel like he doesn't want the other two to know he's even there, which is a very interesting. Right. So he's probably like the evil, an evil character. He might be like the Maybe. worst of them. That might be a twist that they go with. Is, yeah. That's actually a good point. They might be a twist where his third personality Takes over. is somewhat the villain. Oh shit! Oh, I like that. And in cahoots with Harrow, yeah, or yeah, Kanchu, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, or Harrow, or Kanchu, yeah. But you, you, that'd be an interesting twist. Is Holy his third shit. personality is the villain or part of being a villain? So Harrow's playing it off like he just learned that Mark has multiple personalities, but he knew. Just from he knew. observing, yeah, him. he knew. Yeah. He's been observing. He even mentions to the gods, "This right. guy's unwell." He's insane. I've heard him talk to himself. Yeah, this is the guy you want. This is your king. Where were the other gods? What the fuck well, did they, they do? They, I like that the gods ask him, "Can we talk to Mark?" And they ask him if he's if he's if he's what he's saying is true. And he goes, "Yeah, I'm unwell." Yeah, but this guy's still crazy. Yeah, he gets fucking gets away with it. Yeah, so good. Just yeah, that, that was a, I was like, the gods are so fucking naive. Harold yeah. just walks in there, clearly digging a hole in the middle of the desert, looking for Amit right. with his with her staff, and he's like, "No, I'm not doing it." And they're like, 
Because oh, he's not doing it, guys. Okay, he said he's, he's telling the truth. It. Yeah, no, he must he, be telling the truth. He's got it's like the, when, yeah. It's like when you have a convicted c- criminal on the stand and he puts on glasses. He's like, oh, he must be wearing glasses. <laughs> he must be really innocent. It's one of those things where I feel like they did this meeting with the gods, and unless you watch a, like a screen crush video or something like that, yeah. you're not going to get much out of it. Yeah, of like who these gods are yeah. or no. what they're about. No one, like, no, it, no one knows the names. Yeah, it's like or or anything. Yeah. And it's just kind of weird that that's what the, that's what Marvel expects us to do now, which is like you're going to you're going to Wikipedia everything after the show. And so we're not going to take time to like. Yeah, that, that's a lot you. of their uh, their strategy now is they throw things and they just expect that you're going to look up, look it up on your phone or watch a video on it. It doesn't make the best uh, narrative, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Their names were Horus, Isis, Tefnut, Osiris and Hathor. Those are My real gods. Right? Yeah, they're all real gods. They, yeah, we didn't. I didn't really get a good feel for for I, other than the fact that they abandoned humanity. I don't. I didn't get a really good feel, like Rug said, of of who they are, what they're what they're about, what their powers are. So, what are they doing now? They're just chilling. Out. They're like, yeah, yeah, they're just chilling. Out. The Aeneid is a real thing from Egyptian mythology. Yes, so these yes, are all yes. real, which is which is fascinating. It also reminded me of like how many times I get caught in fucking YouTube uh, rabbit holes because of videos about the pyramids in Egypt, which fucking fascinate me. Like, there's so many crazy things still about those pyramids that people are like, how the fuck did they do this? And it's just so interesting. And it is pretty, it's a crazy structure. Like, what does it look like on now, the inside? In this, in this show, it's, 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 it's hollow on the inside because there's this big fucking room yeah, in there. Yeah, that's weird that there's a big room just materializes. That's not what the actual pyramids are like, obviously. Well, tiny the pyramids, no, I think the pyramids have chambers. They, but they're real small. and They got tiny little uh, But they're buried tunnels. underneath the ground, right? They're, some are down stuff. and some are like right in the middle of it. But there's, yeah. yeah, there's small chambers going down and up. There's like the great vault room and then there's like a side burial room. But they're not, I don't think they're that big and lavish, obviously, because they're old. But they all line up with, like, the stars perfectly. Like, how did they fucking pull this off? I don't know. I'll watch you more YouTube videos until I figure <laughs> it out, which is uh, never. All right, good stuff. Can't wait to see what the back half of this show does. Uh, is this the, the people they got to watch? They got four. Four, okay, I was going to say. So, they, have they seen this? I think something crazy happens in four, and then crazier shit happens in five. Got, yeah, it's, we, we'd, we definitely should be expecting something bigger in four if, yeah. if that's the force if that's what the the writers and directors yep. of the show decide to show to the it's a six episode it's six say. episodes they just showed they just released so we're more. halfway in i know we're halfway already just like that we're halfway done with the fucking show great all right let's do some news from the nation find out what the listeners thought it's time for news from the nation it's time for news from the nation <laughs> Stinks. It That's stinks. It. it stinks. That's all the shit I'm gonna get. You no more shit. They can't all be, uh, you know, they can't all be slappers. That's true. It depends on what you ate earlier today. Uh, let's find out from uh, some of our Facebook group members. William Salgado commenting on this episode. Fuck this episode. Weak as fuck. Fuck that show. But he spelled weak like the week days of the week. Yeah. So maybe it's a a, a double so maybe, meaning. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Double meaning. 
Uh, Sean Hadley also <laughs> kind of agrees. Not much happened. We're still pretty much in the same place as we were at the beginning of the episode. That's true. But Jesse Rodriguez says really enjoyed it, but not as much as episode two. Isaac continues to act his ass off, switching from personality to personality with clean separation. Impressed. It is very impressive. Uh, Joe St. John liked it. He said, while people are saying not much happened, I thought it was a solid episode for character development. Interesting dynamic developing between Mark and Steven. Steven getting stabbed and immediately asking Mark to take over cracked me up. I will give it that what we got in exchange for the plot moving forward, the character development was was quite rich. Yes, I get it now. First, I was like, I don't know. Lisa Morrison also agrees. She said she really enjoyed the character development. She liked seeing Mark experience that same feeling of disorientation that we saw Steven go through in the first episode and the slow realization that there's a third personality that took over the body. Uh, and Chris Marin also thought loads happened, especially the introduction of the third personality. This will be the personality that killed both the jackals, the person you see staring at the camera at the end of episode one. Hmm. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I thought uh, Mark Spector killed those jackals, but maybe, maybe it was the crazy Jake Lockley. And then Justin Swerner uh, has another fun pop culture question, guys. Ready? Would you rather? It's a would you rather. Would you rather have a lightsaber or have the force? I'm going to start with Rugboy since he knows Star Wars more. Okay, now this is the question I have to ask all the Star Wars fans. Yeah. Can I still get laid if I use the force? Why, well, why not? That's the force. You could do whatever I mean, you want. If I use it, and I'm because I think all the, the Jedi are not supposed to be celibate. Are they? I'm not doing that. Now, if I'm a Sith, am I using the force still? Yes, I am. Yeah. So I would probably use the force only if I was a Sith. But if I couldn't be a Sith, I would definitely okay, have a Okay, we lightsaber. need answers. If this is canon. Are the Sith celibate and the Jedis are... No, the, the Sith, Sith are not celibate. Get laid. They don't follow the rules. Jedis are celibate, so the Sith would not be celibate. Mm, that does, so I'd be a Sith and get laid with the Force. That put, does put a wrinkle in it. Yeah. Anthony, I don't know. You know what the lightsaber is. You know what the Force is. Yeah. You've seen right. how they work. Come on. Would you rather? Yeah. What would you have? Come on, I, I haven't been living under a rock. No, you haven't. We've schooled you well yes, on the Star Wars. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Javanese. Uh, well, I thought this was a very simple answer. It's the force. But the fact that Rugboy threw in that you'd have to be celibate if you have to have the force completely changes the game. If that's lame. the case, it's lightsaber. Because, Fuck. yeah, I'm not, I'm not keeping this thing in my pants all my life. You know what? That is a really good point because most of the people of the group said. But you can be evil. You can be a Sith and not follow the rules. You know, so yeah, but I don't want to be. Form. I mean, I, I, as fun as it is to be bad, I don't really want to be a Sith. Listen, the question is: Would I'm you? A, I have a good heart at the end of the day. The question, yeah. but the question is not: <laughs> Would you rather be a Jedi or a Sith? Is would you have the Force? You could use the Force however you want. Doesn't mean you're a Jedi. Okay, if that's the case, then I'll, I'll definitely. I mean, then it's a no contest. There's nothing better about a lightsaber than over the Force. Yeah, everybody said the force. It's, it's it's pretty much a weak question if that's a case. Yeah, that's, I mean it's that's kind the of I, it's kind of lightsabers are cool, but the Come force on, is way Justin better. Justin Zwerner. <laughs> Instead of thinking about how often you're going to type all hail Imran, King Imran. Come up with a better question, buddy. Come on. No, never stop typing all hail King Imran. My favorite is John Bellotti just commented Star Trek. What? Uh-huh. Just a troll. Trolls coming all forms yeah. and sizes it's, and it's ages. Proper trolling, Bellotti. Well done. 
Uh, okay, great question. Can serve us up another one in the Facebook group. Questionable question at best. Okay, it's a okay question. <laughs> just because he's just because he likes you doesn't mean he's I love a, you Justin Swerner. You, you could still be objective. Uh, okay, come up with a better question, Justin. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean oh, that. Look at this. Now oh, he's turned on you. I've turned. Are you not entertained? I've turned on my followers. Yeah. Crucify him. Crucify. Crucify. This is just like that musical. Uh, okay, let's just slide into what are we watching, Anthony? With Jesus and the Technicolor Dreamcoat? No, Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow. It's a much better musical. That one's is good, it? too. I remember seeing Jesus and the Technicolor That's Dreamcoat jo- as a kid. Joseph. 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 Not Joseph. Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Different. This is Jesus' is father, I, I got right? my I got my bearded white guys confused. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's Easter. You got to get the apostles right. The were they puffins. white? They were in the Middle East. They're probably they were not. They were, brown. They were Sephardic. They yeah. look like the extras in Moon Knight. That's what they look like. Just deal with it. Yeah. That's Jesus what these people hair. look like. Yes. Um, what am I watching? Yeah, 80s. Any more 80s? I watched yesterday. I'll do a, I'll do a quick review on it sometime this week. Watched Escape from New York. Nice. Yeah, first oh, time I've ever shit. seen Escape from New York. Kurt Russell with a mullet. I've seen for some. No, he doesn't have a mullet. Oh, he doesn't have a mullet. Not he just one. has long hair. Okay. For what, for what for some reason I had seen Escape from LA in the theater. Oh. And had never seen Escape from New York. Oh. So I've watched them in reverse order. Probably because I always liked Escape from LA for yeah. some reason too. But yeah, watch Escape from New York. I can tell you right now it in? will be it will make the list. Oh shit. Oh it will shit. make I if if you guys debate me on it, we can, but I think it'll make the list for the sixteen to twenty movies in the tournament. All right. That should be a that that should be an easy one. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. And it's uh it's surprisingly, I mean, it's it's definitely of its time. I think it's eighty, eighty one. You know, there there is a lot of stuff that doesn't hold up, but for the most part, the premise is 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 right there. It's like all the eighties movies I've liked. Very simple premise that just works. Yeah. Guys, Manhattan's a prison. President president's stuck. You're sending in Kurt Russell to come and get him. That's it. Look, that's all you need. You don't got to overcomplicate all you need to do. Like people they overcomplicate things today too much. <laughs> that's all you need to do. All you need to do, and you got people coming out of the sewers like There's fucking no MacGuffin. Dawn I mean, of the besides Dead. the president being there, that's the only, well, MacGuffin. The, only Mac- the MacGuffin is that that cassette tape. Oh yeah, but we see what happens there. Yeah, it's it's very. I was I was, I was entertained. Nice. I liked it. Nice. I'm glad it's all. It doesn't never fail. It's old. It's old. It's classic. less. Uh, I'll just say this. It's less actiony as I than I thought it would be, given the the premise and yeah. more thriller kind of horror vibe. Yeah. Well, it's Carpenter. Yeah, so no, that's, that's what it's a low yeah. budget, it, but it's uh, done well. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. for the new listener, this is just a tease of our upcoming '80s action movie tournament episode yes. that will happen yes. on this feed and the on Kumite. and on Patreon. <laughs> so you want to sign up? Where there'll be a Patreon aspect to it, and then we will find out what the best fucking '80s action movie is. Uh, an- uh, and the second the second '80s movie in a row that I've seen this and Raiders, where just some big white guy gets into a fight with the lead and they're just fighting. Yeah. Like this, this big white guy with no shirt. Yeah. Just comes in. The, the scene that. in this, the scene in this one is in the, uh, in New York when they're fighting with the baseball bats. You gotta have that. And you gotta have you that. Gotta, yeah, you just gotta have like a big white guy that yeah. comes out of nowhere. <laughs> just a bruiser. He's gonna fuck yeah, you up. He's a big bruiser to get fucked up. Yeah. And then he yeah. dies a violent death. Yeah. Immediately. And nails on a bat yeah. on the back of the head. It's definitely, like, a, definitely a trope for, of its time. Yeah. Right on. I got to catch up on that one again, too. Uh, Rugs, what are you watching? What am I watching? Well, the first thing I watched was House of Gucci. Oh, with the Jared Leto in a fat suit. Yeah, Fuck that guy. Rid- Ridley Scott. 
You know how I and feel Jared about those fat Lito, suits. Jared Leto was in like, not really a fat suit, but like a bald, ugly suit. Yes. He wasn't really obese or anything. He, he was, was just balding and double chin kind like of thing. Like he had a gut. Yeah. Like, okay. But um, yeah, it was the worst acting I've ever seen out of Jared Leto. It was over the top bad. Like it was like a caricature of a real person. It wasn't even even close. It was like something that you'd see like on in living color oh, or God. like fucking mad TV. Yikes. Well, how's yeah. the movie overall? This is uh, Ridley Scott. I heard it was not oh, good. Uh, it was an okay film. If you want to know about Gucci, sure. I guess. Yeah. Uh, historically, and it's shot in Milan and Italy, Ooh. and so it's got all of those, all of that kind of nice stuff there. And Lady Gaga, you know, the, basically the reason why people didn't like it is because everyone's doing a horrible Italian accent. Okay. <laughs> it's like everyone sounds like they're doing it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> hey, come over in the house. Oh, no. So like, yeah, they sound like that, and it's, so it's like. And, um, oh, that's right. Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, Selma Hayek. Yeah, everybody, fucking cast. Everybody, everybody's doing it. But um, yeah, it was like I, I was in because even though, yeah, the, some of the performances were laughable, I was kind of like, oh, this dynasty of Gucci, like what happens yeah. and how does it all fall apart? And how did this one woman be the linchpin to kind of like not only – uh, destroy this family, but um, actually fucking hire a hitman. Jesus, you know, to kill her husband. Wow. So I was like, yeah, I thought it's real life. So even if like the shit isn't a hundred percent true, like I think the crux of the story has to somewhat be true. So um, I found that interesting. I, whenever it's not like based on a Hollywood script and it's based on a true story, and it just has a little bit more unpredictability or interest because they don't they they don't really do the hollywood stuff where they well, you can't write is, shit like what happens in yeah, real life it, it's crazy it just has a little bit more of a interesting feel to me like yeah i just love that type of shit so was it a good movie no but i i did I was happy that i watched it and now i could laugh about jared leto um so uh it's not a great movie but Competently filmed and all that other so stuff. I want, I want to watch is that we crash show about WeWork and Jared Leto is is in that with Anna Hathaway, but he's doing like a Russian accent in that one. Oh I don't my know God. if I can put. I don't know if I can sit through that. Uh, yeah, it's just like you got to be good at the accents. You got to like be like sell it enough where I can like like Oscar Isaac's British accent is like. You could tell that he's doing an accent, but it's not that it's bad. It's passable. I'm sure British people don't like it at all. Yeah, I don't think they do, but it's no. it's not bad. It's passive. It works yeah. for the character. It's not bad as as an American over here. It's yeah. not bad. It's really it does like sound good. authentic to me. Well, it's so to, funny. to our ears, it sounds like whatever. He it sounds, yeah, it sounds funny fine. like those people over there. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. We sound funny to them. It's fine. It's all relative. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, I'm going to skip the House of Gucci because the biopic aspect, I love that. Like you said, true story. I want to find out what happened. It's no no shot I'm watching House of Gucci. But I, I think I'll pass, even though it's Ridley fucking Scott, you know, but it's. Yeah, oh, but Ridley Scott doesn't make. No, it's now Ridley all the Scott. Time. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Yeah, it's. uh, Yeah, whatever. Okay. You can skip it. Okay. I also watched the second season of Netflix Ultraman. Oh, animated? Oh. Yeah, the an- animated uh, series. How is that? Um. I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. 
but uh, the fight scenes were cool. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Basically, <laughs> the fight scenes are always badass. As soon as they fucking suit up as Ultraman and do some shit, it's always a fun, fun time. But everything else that leads up to it, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Alien, there's a lot of aliens and there's a lot of Ultramans and a lot of aliens are acting weird. A lot of 3D. It's uh, like 3D cell shaded animation in this. Yeah. It's done well. It, the action sequences are actually really cool. There's a. So, I watched this teaser for the Shin Ultraman. You know they're doing a Shin yeah. Ultraman. There was a oh, quick. Oh, yeah. they made it. They yeah. made, is he? Um, is he shooting lasers out of his back? What's going on? I don't know. He's one? really big. Like the quick teaser. There's like a really quick teaser, and you see him grow like really big. No, there's a full trailer oh, out is? now. That yeah, looks kind of good. Looks, it looks okay. It looks like it was made in like 2000, like. 11 I, but like I mean, yeah trying to keep the shin franchise alive i might check that one it looks out. like about 10 or 20 15 <laughs> years behind Anthony, uh, did you see any shin ultraman footage yeah i saw it i mean i'm not i was never the biggest ultraman guy so for me it just i saw it and it when uh, it, it went in one eye and out the other <laughs> um yeah not really never was an ultraman fan and, and yeah it, i mean japan's cgi work they just don't have the money. They don't. It looks fine. Like it doesn't look terrible. It just it looks it looks yeah, 10, 15 years old. There's something about the suit though that I like. I don't know what it is about the Ultraman, the design of the suit. Yeah, it's something it, that just it's like classic. it's very it's classic, classic, timeless look, and it works. When you're a kid and you see that, it's awesome. Okay. All right. What else? Anything else? I watched a lot of Coachella. So you they you could wow. stream all that on the, on their website or something. Jesus I don't Christ. know if you know this, but they uh, when Coachella comes out, they broadcast it on YouTube live. Oh, just 100%. like Lollapalooza. Uh, and then they and then they um all there's three different channels for three different stages. Yep. Jeez, yep. Imran, you don't know that they can do and, that. Uh, no, I should have probably watched. I can still watch. Yeah, the stream. I usually watch it every year, like some of it really? anyway. Yeah. I like music. Mm-hmm. So, Favorite uh, performances this year? Any standouts? Well, let me tell you what I hated the most. <laughs> okay, great. That's a great place to start. <laughs> because usually if I see a hip-hop act within 10 seconds, I'm out. Because it just sounds like a cacophony. It doesn't sound like... Like, like there are some EDM people that put up a show. Yeah. And at least like I could hear the melody and kind of get into the groove, but... Some of these hip hop ones were just not very good. Giveon was pretty good. Giveon's an up and coming R and B artist. Yeah, people like him he, a lot. Yeah, I saw him at he Lala. has a very he has a very nice voice. He does. Uh, <laughs> He's got a nice voice. Uh, but I'm going to tell you about the thing that I hated the most, and it's sad because it's rock and roll related. And there's this, I guess you want to call it DJ group. Yeah, they're DJs. That, I know who you're going where you're going they're, with this. They're called Emo Night. Okay. And I guess I don't know why they did this. They they put them on Coachella stage, but it's basically like you know when you go to a bar and it's like emo night and they're playing emo records. Yeah, that's what they did at. So it's basically two DJs just playing the. I'm like, all right, they're gonna fucking. There's like a there's like a band that I like called Girl Talk. Yeah, oh, I've heard of them. I think yeah, that like they mash together all of these different genres into one thing, and so you'll have like hip hop and also a rock riff will come in. It'll go in and out of all these different songs that you know. But it'll create something new. I'm literally waiting for them to like, okay, this is going to happen. It's going to be like girl talk. And all of a sudden it's like, no, they're just playing the whole song. They're just literally playing so their iTunes playlist. they just go up there and play records. They just yeah, play they're like lip syncing to songs that they're not singing. Like they're playing like fucking, you know, Are we all these to- fucking emo bands and just like 
letting the songs play. Are we supposed to think that they're actually singing? This? I don't understand the point of this. Act. Oh, no, it was embarrassing. I, thought, I was like, wow, <laughs> Have you seen this them, is Anthony? Bad. What is your take on that? I have not. I didn't know that they existed. And uh, I Googled them, and apparently Twitter really loved them. Mm. Yeah. Twitter was me. like, this is great. My, I was like, basically, like they were like, this is a throwback. Blah, blah, blah. We love it. They were wearing T-shirts that basically said we we, we aren't supposed to be here. So <laughs> they were right. They yeah. Were, yeah, I can't think they were surprised. I would say maybe to be there. So is I it just what they play? That's like special. They even said we're like we're just pressing play. Everybody knows <laughs> oh, it. Jesus. They even said wow. it. Okay. All right. So they, okay. But it was just weird. But uh, I just found that I, that's the level that we've sunk to at this point, where we're not even asking people to actually even do anything to the music. You just play it. Yeah. You play. You press play. Music. You press yeah. play properly and it didn't break. Just not even. Yeah, I mean that. That's another level where it's you're not even mixing the music together to no. make like, your own. You make your own mix. This, that's just other music. There was ED, an EDM performance by Madeon, I think his yeah. name. Yep. And that was that fucking blew my socks off. I was like, wow. whoa, this is fucking because it had synth mm-hmm. synth pop in there. He's very like, different. Yeah, but he also had like this R and B voice. He had other people come in oh. and sing. And he had like this really great stage thing where most of the time when you see an EDM performer, I, I can't say I've seen a lot of them, so you could tell correct me if no, I'm wrong. Ahead. But most of the time they they're sitting behind something, mm-hmm. and then this guy had it set up so you could see his silhouette, and so he when he danced, his silhouette would be and it would get you amped up because you could actually see his whole body moving and not just like a top the top half of him like waving his well, hand the in the air. was like enlarged in the background. Yeah, and he's actually like playing the drum pads and he's like going at it with the music, and it felt like there was more of a performance uh, aspect to it, but. Just the music, too, was just really, really um, theatrical, and I liked it. Uh, Billie Eilish did a, a pretty decent show, okay. I, I think. Wow. Yeah. Um, Man, you watched a I, lot. Yeah, I <laughs> did. I, I, I watched, uh, I, I, uh, I forgot what her name was, R- R- Rhea Famayua or something like that. I, um, that one, I don't a, know. Uh, um, I can't, uh, people, I'm butchering this girl's name, but she came out in, in jorts. George are back. <laughs> yeah, George. George are back, huh? And it was uh, you know, that was a kind of cringy performance, but like <laughs> int- I, I it was like a train wreck. I could not not watch it, but I watched it. I have to I can't remember what her name was. Let me look it up because I I butchered her name. I, I got it completely wrong, but give me one second cuz I want I need to correct this. Did you uh, watch uh, would would you go out to Coachella? Uh it's out in the desert? I would do that. It sounds out like by fun. Palm Springs. I would go. It looks like fun. It's, uh... So just just for do you are you aware of Coachella while he looks this up? Yeah, like, no, what, what I, it means? Rina Rina Sama, Sawayama. Okay. Yeah. Just, was, just yeah. for Imran and, and anyone that's over forty five <laughs> doesn't understand what Coachella is. Coachella is basically they do two weekends. They okay. do one weekend one and weekend two. Same same artists for both weekends. It is considered probably the most one of the more famous, if not the most famous, festival in the U.S. right now. Yeah, it's kind of it kind of kicks off festival season. There's another one called Ultra, but that's more EDM, and it's become known as the celebrity Instagram. Ah, you go you go there to be seen type festival. Like if you get chosen to if you get to go to it always sells out the first the first weekend always sells out the second weekend's more chill the first weekend is when all the celebrities go because it's the first weekend but if you get select like it's always kind of considered an honor to be at coachella and if you're there as a guest it's 
uh, one of those things where you're like, I'm at Coachella and you post about it sort of thing. So it's a, it's a very mm, status type festival. Yeah. yeah. And, then David, uh, and when, it's in the middle of the desert and it's a really nice location. It's in Indio, California. India. When it started in 99, they've been going since 99. Huh? Wow. Oh, and yeah. another thing I want to tell you from what I've seen is hairy armpits are back. Oh, that was the oh, was that a thing that a uh, in the crowd on the stage everywhere. I see. So, oh, jeez. Okay. Start braiding that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see. I went to Coachella one time. Yeah, I'm thinking twenty. I think it was before in, the pandemic. I believe. Yeah, I think I yeah. went. No, I remember you told us about that. Eighteen or nineteen? Yeah, yeah. I forget what year. Might have been nineteen. And at that point, I didn't see a ton of hairy armpits. I went the first weekend. I did see a lot of people dressed up in outfits that. We're very nice to look at. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, less is more. Yeah, less was more. It gets very hot there, but then very uh, chilly at night. Right. It's the desert. So, uh, it is the yeah, desert. No, and there's probably lots of fun drugs being passed around. Yeah, it used to be. I mean, yeah, I was known for that too. That the headliners this year were Harry Styles, Billie Eilish, and then Swedish House Mafia on the weekend. I see Danny Elfman was there, and I heard he did Danny some Elfman stuff, was some there, yeah. Boingo Boingo right. stuff, and he did uh, let's uh, the Halloween song. Yeah. from uh that movie uh that's great uh you know if there was a big if there was somebody i really wanted to see but it sounds like it's really hard to get tickets it's hard brock hampton I will people go. were talking about brock Hamp- i don't know what that brock is. Hampton. is brock Hamp- what is brock i think Hampton? this was his last performance what is it a dj no i don't know exactly what i would define it. I, don't, I didn't know that he had the song that i've known for a while but it's a american wikipedia says it's an american hip-hop group oh okay run the jewels was there too cool yeah, yeah I caught that a little bit. That was good. I saw a little bit of Megan the Stallion, and I was like, "All right, I've seen enough." What about the Doja? <laughs> what about the Doja Cat? Uh, I did not see Doja. Wasn't Kanye or Ye he was supposed to be here? Yeah. Supposed to be here. He was supposed to be the third weekend, third oh, uh, headline day, uh, and he dropped out. Yeah, I didn't watch uh, like all because like, I was bouncing back and forth. Like I would watch like like five minutes of this one and bounce the other one and go, "Oh, that, they suck." I'm gonna watch it, <laughs> and then I'll go back. I'll go back to the one or I would be like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just, I'm going to skip an hour. And then like, I'll the next, the next day, what I did uh, when they had the rebroadcast, you can, you could go back. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. So let's say even if they're in the middle of the thing, you can go, oh, let me go back and see who just oh, played. They're, they're playing it again. Okay. So you can like go back. So you can't go forward in time. Like, so let's say that, that they're playing and you're halfway through the festival. They're replaying it. You have to sit there and wait for the, like the rest of it to unfold, but you could always go back and see what's happened. And then, right. like, and that's how I was like, kind of like catching up on a lot of things. Well, I'm going to check out the stream next year from the comfort of my home. It's still up now. You oh, I can watch it now. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was the big concert. All right. Well, concert season has begun. You going to any this year, Anthony? When you ask, I think I might be going to Vegas for Ooh. this concert called Lovers and Friends. Whoa. And it's a one day festival, although they're doing two days, so, but the same lineup both days. Um, but the whole concept is it's all throwback hip hop and R and B artists. This looks great. You got Lauren Hill, Usher, Ludacris, TLC, fucking Ja Rule, Neo. Holy shit! Akon, yeah. Randy, Monica, Timbaland, T Pain. Oh my god! I'll throw some names that you might know: Lil Kim, yeah, Randy, Mon- Eve, yeah, Mace, Mace, Genuine, G- Keith Sweat, Jodeci. Oh my god! Jodeci. I got Jodeci back the together. Locks. Get the Twister. He's from Chicago. Yes. So yeah, it's a it's a throwback. Oh, this is a late nineties, early two thousands hip hop R and B concert. That's fun. I like too short. Fucking too short's gonna be there. Juvenile. Oh, this is a great lineup. This will be a fun show. Oh my god. Through Hill. 
Yeah. This will be fun. Oh my god, this is like watching TV shows on the UPN back in the nineties. <laughs> oh, I have to make one. I, I I have to bring up one more thing yeah. before I go. There was a uh, a showcase in Coachella called something about like eighty eight. I don't remember what the name of the thing Rising? was. Eighty eight Rising. Yeah. So basically, it was like. Uh, I guess all Asian groups or American uh, yeah, Asian groups. So they, uh, they have like, it was like one after another, after another, there was a lot of rapping going on. I didn't realize it was rapping was like, it was deep. They were deep in rappers. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. We were so you definitely know, worth checking out. We can, we can do more than just Kung Fu and, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. rolls, baby. Yeah, we some, got some rap. Yeah. They're rapping and they're saying the N word too. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there was a couple of N words dropped. We do a or lot. Maybe I misheard it. <laughs> But maybe, okay. it, yeah, I'm maybe I missed that. it. But yeah, I definitely heard that. That's not something we do. What are you talking I, about? I thought, I thought <laughs> I was setting you up because I was like, I was listening to one guy and I was like, did he just drop the N word? Yeah, then he, he did, did it again. Yeah, and then I think he did it <laughs> maybe more than that once, word yeah. means something in that language. In what well, language? Maybe I misheard it. Was it are they, were they rapping in English? It was English. Okay. Uh, some of it wasn't, but like mm. some of it was. Yeah. Hip hop. There's a lot the, of Korean rappers. Yeah. And, and Japanese rappers. I love hip hop in other languages. It's always uh, very interesting. I, I always wonder when people hip, when people hip hop, when people <laughs> rap in other languages, yeah. how they flow the words together. Yes. How they, that makes sense. Oh, I've thought about that too. Know? How it rhymes, but also it rhymes, it's right. It's actually making sentences. If it's making words. sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I'm assuming it does, but. But like that's For crazy. Sure. That, they have, yeah. But then if you you know if you translate it in English, it's clearly not going to well, flow. Well, it's not going to rhyme in English, yeah. right? Just yeah. as if you translated the English rhymes, you can't. It's not going right. to. It's not going to rhyme right. phonetically. So I've always thought about that too. It's fucking fascinating. It is. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, let me just shout out. You one, know what? One of the yeah. one just one more comment on rapping. Yeah, I know that. I have to imagine any tonal language, especially like Mandarin Chinese, where you're rapping in a tonal language. Yeah, uh, that's got to be very difficult. Oh, or is there's a lot of shush sounds. Well, one word, can, if you say it in just a, the slightly different oh, right. tone. It's a whole different thing. You've got to be precise. Right. Oh, like yeah, with the wuh and ma, the wuh. Ma, yeah. ma. Yeah. Like, it's all, it's all it, just a slight intonation t- change changes the meaning of the word. The whole fucking thing. Right. Mandarin's hard. Mandarin is hard. I heard, uh, did you see Simu Lu was giving uh, Ethan Hawke shit for his Mandarin in that, in that episode? I think he was like, really? it wasn't was like, yeah, apparently it wasn't that good. <laughs> he was like, they need to work out their Mandarin. So, 88 Rising is an Asian American music collective. Oh. That's what it is. Interesting. Yeah, I, I thought it was like a record label showcase, but yeah. Head in the Clouds is the name of the festival. Uh, okay. I will mention I binged a fucking incredible show this past week. It's on Hulu. It's called The Dropout. Has anybody heard about this? Oh, what's that about? Do you guys, are you guys familiar with the Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos scandal? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was this lady who started this bullshit company about blood, something with your blood. Yep. This, so you have in this Amanda Seyfried brilliantly playing Elizabeth Holmes. And basically the story is this girl, she's like 19, 18, drops out of Stanford and invents this device where you take a drop of blood and it could run like hundreds of tests, right? Like all the tests. Uh, and she builds this company, Theranos, to a $9 billion company. Walgreens had put their devices in the store in a market. Turns out none of the shit ever worked. 
She had no product. The, accu- the, the test results were inaccurate. They were using other machines because that machine she was working on never fucking worked. She had no scientific background. She was just good at raising capital and lying to people. But by the end, this woman is a fucking psychopath. Like she, I think she doesn't realize what she did was wrong or harmful to people at all. Uh, and you also have Naveen Andrews in this. Uh, remember Saeed from Lost Drugs? Right. He's great in this. He looks like a really different. Uh, and Kurtwood Smith, uh, William H. Macy, Marilyn Redscub. You got. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a big story. Yeah, I'd Metcalf. like to check it out. Holy shit. It's nine episodes and it is so well done. Like you watch the first episode. It sucks you in and you're like this fucking story. I might throw that on. It's fucking crazy. And it's really good. Similar to like your winning time that I'm still enjoying. But the dropout, Anthony, have you ever heard of Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos and the scandal? I don't know what that is. Elizabeth Holmes, the the actress? Was she an actress? No, she was a. No, she's just this woman with with, with dead eyes. Yes, that um and red lips, and she just kind of like became this like like the youngest, almost like a celebrity, yes. like huh. because because of this invention that she made What'd that she invent? was all bullshit. Oh, nothing. No, it was like supposedly like you you. It's a test your blood and, and tells just, you what's wrong. I with just you. went over and Anthony went to the bathroom, so I'm now I'm going to oh. repeat myself. Oh. It's what she claimed to invent was a device that could take one drop of blood and run like a hundred blood tests, and you could do this oh. in the comfort of your home. It, she was worth this company was worth nine billion dollars. Here's the kicker: there was no fucking working product. The thing never fucking worked at all. She oh, was wow. lying to everybody. She got a ton of funding. Yes, she just sold it. I mean, she had George Schultz, Henry Kissinger on the board of this company, General Mattis. Like, she fooled a lot of people. She worshipped Steve Jobs. She started wearing black turtlenecks and acting like him and just became this delusional psychopath of a woman. She's currently free, living it up with her new boyfriend, uh, waiting for sentencing, which she's probably going to get. She's looking at 20 years. But it's good. She's going to serve 10 years and maybe five in a cushy jail. Like, she's going to get away with this. But the show is amazing. The show is so good. Speaking of jail, <laughs> there was a clip Joe Rogan had on a guy, had on this guy Bobby Green on his podcast. Yeah. And they, I saw a clip online where he had Bobby Green's dad on who's in jail. And if you look it up, like the politics of jail, yeah. it was like, it was pretty intense. Oh, it was like, yeah. Talking about how, you know, all the races hang out and how they become enemies with each other and how, how and if you talk to another race, they put a hit on you. I, I would recommend looking up that clip. It's probably from last week. Bobby Green, Joe Rogan. Jail is all sorts of fucked up. I mean, the system is not. Yeah, it was it was an insight, into, a peek into what it really was like in jail. Uh, they John Oliver just did a piece about false confessions and how cops get false confessions and it's actually not illegal for them to lie about evidence to force you to trick you. Oh yeah, to making the, all, a confession. All the um, you know the, those shows that you forensic files and all that stuff. Yeah, like the blood spatter work. Yeah, those are all proven to be bunk, debunked. Like oh, that evidence is not good at all. Yeah, none of it holds up. They always get none exonerated. Of it's no, I'm saying what it like that the prosecutors use that evidence and yeah. it's not actually yeah. legit evidence. Yeah. No, the amount of innocent people that serve like decades in jail because of this, the way the system is, is kind of crazy. I, I threw a link in our yeah, I saw that. Chat. Yeah, Bobby Green, it's interesting Joe Rogan. To watch. All right, we'll yeah. check that out. 15 minutes. 
Yeah, uh, the lesson is don't get caught. <laughs> Whatever you do. Don't go to jail. Don't go yeah. to jail. Whatever you got to do. Well, even she gets spends five years in jail. It'll be rough on her. Yes, but she deserves to be locked away, Elizabeth Holmes. She's fucking psychopath. Who was I? Th- oh, Katie Holmes. That's who I was Katie thinking. Katie Holmes of. is not. She almost got, you know, messed up by what? Tom Cruise and uh, Diana. Is she still a Scientologist? No, she got out of it. She the one who gave birth to Tom Cruise's spawn. Yes, she is Tom Cruise's mom, baby daddy, baby mommy. She's baby mom. I wonder what that. Where, where is that kid? I wonder what he's doing. Shiloh? I don't know. Oh, is it, was it a daughter? The name Suri. Oh, it was Suri. Suri. That's right. Suri. Suri. Yeah. Shiloh is somebody else's kid. Derives from the Persian word red rose and the Hebrew word princess. How old is Suri Cruz? Do we know? Well, this was on 2006. Late. So she's 16 years old oh, now. Okay. Today's her birthday, actually. April 18th, 2006. Oh, when get, the fuck, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, Suri. Happy birthday, Suri Cruz. Yes. We did this special show just for you. I'm going to tag her in this one. This goes up. She's Please on do. social media. All right. Let's ahead. take a look. Um, does it <laughs> look like mom or dad? Uh, it looks like your mommy. What's a little, little bit. Now, now I'm looking up Surrey. Surrey Cruz? <laughs> yeah. I just want to see what the, if, who, who, does she uh, realize like the mom? who her father is, is my question. Right? You, There's you a little Tom Cruise in there in the eyes. Yeah. Facial structure, though, like the mom. Much more of an oval, heart shaped face. Yeah. I can see like a little Cruise nose there. Yeah. This is not creepy yeah. at all. Wishing her a happy 16th <laughs> birthday on the podcast. As we stare at pictures of her. As we well, and I'm not looking at it in a sexual way. I'm just looking at it a curious, like, what's these, what, what, is the, what is the child of two stars look yeah. like? Maybe she does. Regardless look, she, of male, she, female. She looks a lot like Katie Holmes. I wonder if she'll get into the acting. We'll see. Or Scientology will snap her up. I don't know. They'll get you. All right. That's enough bullshit for this week, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for sticking to the end, Rugs. Where can the listener find you online? You can find me uh, Tent Peggy. Tent, it'll be Tent at, Peggy. On Twitter. I'll uh, be open for business, it's, people. Listen, it's, Follow it's me. Tent Pegging season, so get your spears and your yeah, horses ready. Really Rug Boy on Twitter. <laughs> for all that, those links, other links, everything we talked about, check out our website, jockandnerd.com. That's where you can always go to find what you need, how to get in touch, how to support the show. Make sure you share, tweet, text, TikTok, fucking Instagram the show. Put it out there. Share it. Let's grow this empire of stupidity. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He is the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll beep you next time. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. You're still here? You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go. Go home. It's over. Get out of here. Go home. All right? Leave. Leave. I'm calling the cops. Get out of here. Get out of the ending of Ferris Wheel wasn't that long a thing, but uh, go, go, get the fuck out. Uh, he didn't say that either, but that's me ad-libbing. Okay, just go, 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 go.